Yes, probably the record for the most amount of laughs on an episode of True Hill Heat for True Hill Heat 147 with our all African American fantasy draft. Next week, we do our fantasy wrestling draft part three. But this week, we got a lot to discuss. We got Crown Jewel recap, G1 Climax 31 recap. Uh, we're going to preview Bound for Glory tonight. AEW Dynamite still to come. The ratings war. What was the results of WWE versus AEW? And Charlotte and Becky get into a backstage altercation and haven't been friends for a few years now? Hmm, there is a lot to unpack on True Hill Heat 148. Producer, hit the intro. Hey everybody, it's Tony Schiavone of All Elite Wrestling, and this is True Hill Heat. And I said it right, you motherfuckers. Yes, Tony, you did say it right. We are here for True Heel Heat 148, bound by numbers and problems. We are going to be talking about the latest wrestling news, including the fallout from WWE Crown Jewel with probably the best Saudi Arabia pay-per-view yet uh, fallout from last from last week's Friday Night War with Smackdown and AEW Rampage who won in the overall ratings who won in the key demo we're going to discuss that recap of this week's Smackdown AEW Rampage the G1 Climax 31 finals with Shabbatas emotional return WWE Raw Impact on Access TV preview and predictions for Impact Bound for Glory 2021 tonight plus much much more i am back once again he took a week off he took his sabbatical he lost his smile but now he is back with us the one the only the candle maker the resident true hill alcoholic himself top guy jj it's back on deck bitches back on deck yeah man needed needed a week away from just uh i don't guess it was some awful shit or just my awful eyes it was either one or one or two so i was like you know what let me not put some badass takes out there just uh let me let me let me take a week away from the business take a week away from the business but i'm gonna take take a week take a take a take a step back but you still love this business and you're here with us i love the business man love the business and what a week what a week to come back Indeed, there is a lot to discuss, a lot to unpack. Our special guest is on the way. They had a little bit of technical difficulties, but they're going to be joining us shortly. Of course, this episode of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our good friends over at Warrior Wrestling, as well as Powered 4 TV. Of course, you can also, not only if you're here with us and you got your notification, you got your alert that True Hill Heat 148 was live, you can also become a even bigger supporter on patreon.com forward slash true hill heat the true hill heat 148 post show will be up later today there's a whole bunch of great content including me and chris g previewing this season in the nba yes true hill heat it has some wrestling fanatics but we're also some sports fans so we're going to be doing more sports content over on our patreon so go over and check that out we got a lot of the good eggs already in the live chat with us top guy jj today we got cm saying if y'all y'all got godfather in the hose y'all got thunder rosa lita victoria and i think one more bomb woman wrestler great point 
great point. If they were African American, we would have won this draft just by by <laughs> drafting the the Godfather. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Negro Buck Nick Jackson says these last uh, few True Hill Heat episodes haven't been missing, and that's what we try to do every single Saturday. We try to give you banger after banger. So I'm sure this one will be another one. Slamming Sammy Joe saying uh, talking about Becky and Charlotte. They tagged against Kabuki Warriors at TLC. That didn't go too well either, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we got a super chat donation by the one, the only Jeff Lopez, Jay Z, the goat. He says, "Have a beautiful weekend, friends. Enjoy Bound for Glory." You. Thank you, good brother. You are one of the Enjoy your weekend uh, too, man. The elite members of the True Hill Heat community, of course, if you want your comment, want to make sure your comment is highlighted here on screen. Uh, Super Chat donation is always appreciated. We will highlight your comment, your take, your question, your thought on the latest news in professional wrestling right here on screen. We got one of my favorites here, Annika Wilson, joining us saying, hey, mates. We got Frantic World, the Cal Ripken of the True Hill Heat live chat saying, what's up, True Hill Heat? Stephanie Hypes and chat. Stephanie Hypes will be joining us shortly we got that's uh nick jackson said that's why we love true hill heat man lots of variety that's what we're here for annika wilson says hookers and holes at true hill heat that's what we're all about ladies and gentlemen and check out check out me and chrissy love dark side of the ring review for the xpw episode where we talk about porn we talk about a lot of porn because that was a a porn company owning a professional wrestling company ladies and gentlemen we got my man with the rubies uh vala b saying sup true hill heat crew yes great to see you great to see all the folks joining us live right here at the start and of course we do this show for you guys, this is an interactive podcast. We love your comments in the live chat. Love your super chat donations. So we start things off with the True Hill roll call. Uh, first up, our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page. Coming in at number three is Dennis Schmidt. Coming in at number two is Jessica V. And coming in at number one is himself. He's already in the live chat. And, of course, he's number one once again, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Come oh, I mean, this is a weekly thing, man. I love, love, love the interaction going on in the chat. You guys are lighting it up already. We literally just started, and you guys are awesome in there. Absolutely. A couple of True Hills. We got a shout out. DJ Eric, who's been joining us a lot in the live chat ever since we had Kenny Bolin on uh, on True Hill Heat 146. Brett Thomas, who joined us during the uh, Crown Jewel watch along. You, my boy, Blue, who's always with us. And uh, he's probably asleep right now, so he'll be joining us shortly. Uh, Sam Beat Boone as well. Our subscriber highlight, we got one from Beat Boob on True Hill Heat 147 saying the demographics are are trending one way you would hope our uh, representation would be trending the same way this podcast gives me some reason to think in the next few years uh things will get better at least a little enjoyed the show thank you people always kind words in the comment section and we had a star in the comment section this week uh top guy jj a member of shane taylor promotions con Khan from the SOS, Shane Taylor Promotions, saying on uh, Fusion of Honor 23, appreciate y'all's reviews. Thank you, good brother. Thank you, Mr. Khan. Oh, wow. nice. we, got, nice. we got the stars coming out in the live in the uh, live chat and in the comments, and we love to see it. So let's start things off hot right now. 
top guy JJ because there's been a lot of chatter. We we called last week's episode WWE versus AEW the Tribal War and the Tribal War saw its results during the week with our top news story which was the fallout from the Friday Night War with WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage going head to head last week. The full ratings breakdown for AEW Rampage and WWE SmackDown showed Rampage winning the head to head ratings in the 18 to 49 demo while smackdown won the same in overall viewers wrestlenomics brandon thurston uh reports that for the 10 p.m to 10 30 p.m eastern time period where rampage and smackdown were both airing at the same time rampage did a 0.25 rating in the 18 to 49 demo while smackdown drew a 0.218 so that means rampage pulled out the slight win in the key important demo meanwhile in terms of overall viewers smackdown average 878,000 uh from 10 p.m to 10 30 while rampage averaged 603,000 when taking as a whole program in each case rampage and smackdown tied in the demo rating with a 0.24 rating while smackdown had more overall viewers at 866,000 viewers to rampage 578,000 tony khan couldn't help himself but to react to the news that AEW Rampage scored, scored higher than WWE SmackDown in the demo rating for their head-to-head segment on Friday night. Khan posted uh, to Twitter to celebrate the win within that particular criteria, writing, and I quote, Let's go, AEW fans, wrestlers, staff, everyone. Let's fucking go. Hashtag AEW. (laughs) He also retweeted his own post from last week where he said he can't wait to finally beat your main show SmackDown head to head and took shots at sports uh, business reporter Darren Roval, who had uh, posted the non-public overall viewership uh, numbers for Rampage over the weekend or as they like to call them, the Fast Nationals. Of course, it was Voices of Wrestling who reported that the Fast National reporting is due to uh, the numbers not looking good for AEW and WWE leaking it out to certain contributors and certain contributors who have used the ratings for Dynamite and Rampage to to fit a narrative for them. But uh, Tony Khan responded with a hilarious tweet here saying, and I quote, Here's a story nobody leaked to you over the weekend, but I'll give you right now, dog. <laughs> yes, Tony Khan said dog. Um, no. <laughs> at AEW got it. <laughs> Go ahead. it. At AEW got a big victory over WWE after WWE aggressively extended their Friday night show 30 minutes and loaded it up head to head. 10 to 10.30 p.m. versus AEW Rampage with AEW Rampage winning 328,000 viewers to 285,000 viewers uh, plus 15% margin of victory in a... But to make things even more compelling and more funny with this whole entire story, this whole entire ratings war, in a recent edition of 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff, former WCW president, discussed Tony Khan's comments on AEW going head-to-head with uh, WWE, his advice to Khan, and much more. Eric Bischoff on Tony Khan's comments ahead of AEW going head-to-head with WWE, he said, and I quote, 
Let me first say that I am pulling for AEW to be hugely successful. I am a supporter of AEW. Even though I'm not involved, I'm grateful AEW is doing well on TNT. There are a lot of things I like about AEW, but some of Tony Khan's comments this week are not doing him any favors. Let's put it that way. I think it's cool Tony Khan uh, responded to the fact that WWE did a half-hour overrun to challenge AEW. I like that. I think that was great, and I would have tried to do the same thing. So I have no criticism for what Tony is doing, but I think some of the things Tony is saying is not a good look. To come out and predict AEW is going to outperform WWE, keep in mind for all of you focused on ratings and demos, there's nothing wrong with that. I am too, but nobody is putting anything into context. The wrestling audience wants there to be a legitimate Monday Night War version 2.0 so badly that they all kind of participate in cosplay competition. Of course, Tony Khan, not one to uh, hold his tongue, uh, responded to uh, Eric Bischoff. I don't have the full quote, but I'll paraphrase here. He basically said, you don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you have a glass jaw, you should shut your mouth, basically. And he said that uh, the the last person who should be uh, commenting on, you know, people saying anything is the guy in WCW who had talked all the trash to WWE. Uh, the latest Wrestling Observer News newsletter has more details on WWE's reaction to the news backstage at recent shows. It was noted that Vince McMahon was in Sacramento for Raw when the official numbers came out. He wasn't visibly angry in front of anyone. Sources said that there were times in recent weeks where he could come across as very immature when ratings came out, but in this case, he was fine. The fast national numbers only listed total viewers, although it was likely McMahon already uh, knew the demo numbers were close to two days before so while he didn't know the final numbers he likely had an idea before the story broke as for talent there wasn't a huge topic with them because they were busy for raw and then flying out to saudi arabia for crown jewel other key personnel were said to be in total denial taking a stand similar to a recent the recent uh, roman reigns interview that we talked about last week and that wwe appeals to more people and aew's fan base is small and can't grow People backstage also believe that AEW's product is bad and being held up by their fan base. That is a lot to unpack, but I have to introduce our very special guest on this edition of True Hill Heat, someone I've been looking forward to being on the show. She is a great personality. She has a very outspoken viewpoint when it comes to professional wrestling, but at the same time, she breathes and breathes a bunch of positivity into the wrestling media world. She is the one, the only, Stephanie Hypes. Hi, guys. Hey, what's going on? Welcome. What's up? What's up? I'm so sorry. Yeah, technology issues. I'm sorry we got it together, though. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. You, 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 you let me get through like the whole uh, top news that we had to discuss. So that was perfect. You made, you made the grand entrance. You, you didn't have to hear me do that whole diatribe of what's been going on this week. I know you got your own viewpoints. So I'll go to you first. What's your whole thoughts on uh the the huge or should i put quotes huge wwe versus aew uh friday night war from last week and do you believe there will be more head-to-head ratings battles between wwe and aew moving forward stephanie 
Uh, well, my viewpoint on it, the competition's good. I have no problem with competition. I love seeing Vince and Tony go at it. I love seeing the talent go at it. For me, it's the fans that just get out of hand, and it's just, it starts to get really annoying, right? Like, they kind of ruin the fun for me. Um, I am a WWE girl. Uh, I watch AEW, maybe not as consistently uh, as WWE, but I'm getting there, right? Um, to me, they just haven't captured me yet. I think they're doing a lot of great things at AEW. Um, I feel like they listen to their fans, which is an amazing, amazing thing. Um, I just feel that, uh, <laughs> I, I, I posted a tweet about the whole, I'm not a ratings person. Like it, for me, everyone on Twitter, all of a sudden is a ratings expert and a demo expert. And I'm like, I don't know if we can cuss, but who gives a crap, right? Like, oh, you can, you can, this is true. Oh, heat, sister. You can, you can curse. Feel free. Feel free. We love that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Who gives a shit, right? Like, I just, yes. I don't care. Like, appetite, and everyone's like, oh, well, you know, that's how they make their money. I'm like, great. Vince and Tony should give a shit. I, Tony going off and being excited, good for him. That He should be. He, he's the owner, right? I'm like, and, and don't get me wrong. I understand that their fans, some of them have some contempt towards WWE. Some of them want to see them go down, right? Like, I, I get where it's coming from, but it's like, don't don't come into people's mentions talking about demo. To, look, to me, I'm a very general person, right? The person who had more viewers is the person who won. Like, right? Like, it, it, it is what it is. It, that's, that's me. I know I'm going to get some tweets about it, maybe. Who cares? I don't care. But my thing is, I'm like, if the 18 to 49 demo uh, is is what advertisers look for, good for AEW. I am very happy for them, and I want to see them succeed, and I want WWE to get better, right? It's just one of those things where, as a fan, I don't care. I don't care. Stop talking about it. Stop making it this this huge thing. Like, And if the talent want to go back, like CM Punk and Sasha Banks, like that, I love that. I love yeah. it. Like, let them do that, right? Like, we know they have respect for each other, you know, non non kayfabe, right? So my thing is, is just let them do their thing, let them get their fan base excited, but don't people coming after other people for not getting into their little demo war as fans? I'm just like, grow up, <laughs> grow up. I love it. Preach, <laughs> preach, sister. Free. <laughs> Uh, top guy JJ, what do you think about the whole uh, Friday Night War and the results? And yeah, I, I actually the same thing with uh, what Stephanie addressed: the fans' reaction, and then Tony Khan's reaction, and then Eric Bischoff as well. All right, so put it. All right, so before before I get started, Steph, welcome to the show. But I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it before anybody: the window is hating on your glow, boo. The window is hating on your glow. <laughs> It's hating on your glow. <laughs> it's overtaking you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> now I'm we like, can see. Window, I'm like, that window hating on you, girl. <laughs> but, Look, you know, you all know about my the skin color and the light and the... Right. right. Trust. You know, trust. I know. Right. I, I, I went through my own thing yesterday on the Wrestle Talk podcast with the so sun blaring light, on me, so I understand. The white, the white lights try to take over. <laughs> but... To get into that, that was a lot to digest. And I'm going to nutshell a lot of this for one preferable comment to this. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> and, and and reason being, first of all, the show was on yo SmackDown was on FS1. Half the people in the chat doesn't even know FS1 exists. Okay, <laughs> so it was on FS1. Where's Tony Khan's tweets this week? Now that they're back to their regular show, they probably got quadruplified when it comes to the ratings. But oh, there's no 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 nothing to be said there. But to be fair, good. this week they didn't go head to head with AEW. That's the reason why he talked. Is he goes? You got it. Got to be neutral here. I go. I go both ways. I got to bring up both ways. Now you give me. You give me SmackDown on Fox on Fox where they belong instead of this Outcast channel that probably like thirty percent of Americans have. Then <laughs> then you could then you could talk to me differently. But cool for Tony, whatever. Whatever. I, I feel like uh, here, I will say this. Yeah. To your point, because I had the same point. It was on FS1. Not everyone even has FS1, right? Like there, it's the not the normal SmackDown size audience that watched. I think. AEW has a point in celebrating it because Vince was the one who decided to do the extension for 30 minutes. Like that was, that was his pettiness, right? So Vince kind of started it in a way. Like he's the one who did the extension. He was like, Oh, like it's almost like an ego thing. Like even though we're on FS one, we're going to extend this. Do you see what I'm saying? So I kind of get why they're calling this a W is because they, for Tony, huh? It's definitely a W. No, it's definitely a yeah, W. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I kind of see it because Vince did start it. He's the one who did the extension, and they still tied, right? So, uh, as far as demo thing or whatever. But, so I get why Tony is calling that a W, right? I, I totally get it. But, again, if they were to do this, and it was on Fox and TNT, it would be a completely different, like, it's just, it, they're not there yet. And, you know, FS1 isn't a lot of homes but does anyone in the chat even know what channel fs1 is on their cable box or or their streaming service or their their streaming network i bet you don't so if you're no, defending I had to fs1 if you're defending <laughs> i had to FS1, type it in the search i had absolutely no clue what channel it was i was nah, like what nah, am i watching right now I took, nah, my FS1. <laughs> smackdown can't extend shit on fox because they're not overshadowing the 10 o'clock news unless you're the world series yeah. They're not doing it. It's not happening. The 10 o'clock news is their bread and butter every single weeknight, unless it's the World Series. So FS1 doesn't have 10 o'clock news. So shit, they could have extended it an hour. They could have went an hour and a half. They ain't shit on that show because nobody watches it. <laughs> so so the fact that they got that many people to actually tune into the shit, they stacked the shit out of that card last week just to get you to tune into that shit. They gave you an amazing Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch match which no one saw. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, cool for Tony. Cool for Tony. But, I mean, Bischoff, Bischoff, just, just shut up. Just, just shut up. Yo, I, that's the part, the fans, that's the part the that was crazy to me. Chill. Bischoff, the fans just need Bischoff. to chill. Like, celebrate your, like, look, if you're, if you're, a, if you're an AEW diehard and you're just happy that Tony got this W because Vince started being petty, be happy. Like, I want, like, even I'm like, good for you guys. Like, look, I want AEW to succeed. I watch them. I again, I have my favorites, right? I watch for Hangman Page. I watch for Orange Cassidy. I watch for Britt Baker. I watch for Thunder Rosa. I watch for Jade Cargill. Like, I have my favorites, and I watch for them. For me, it, the 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 production of it just doesn't speak to me yet. Uh, I I prefer women's wrestling more. Um, 
it, right now it's very men driven. Um, yeah. it, just the whole production of it. So I will get there. I'm sure. So Stephanie, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna prove I'm approve a point to you right now. So mm-hmm. we have we had eight people respond to us on what channel they knew FS1 was on. That's one out of eight. That is eleven percent. <laughs> Eleven well, percent of the people knew right? where it was. <laughs> that, I mean, that right. explains it right there. <laughs> that explains it. I mean, we 11. saw people. I saw people tweeting. They were like, uh, "I actually saw people saying like a SmackDown on tonight." Like people were still looking <laughs> on Fox, and they were like, a "SmackDown on," and I was like oh. responding to people going, "It's on FS1 tonight." Like no, it's- like they were promoting FS1 for what? Oh, two weeks? Like, like come on, as yes. hardcore as they could, like, and people still didn't. They were like. SmackDown on because I don't see it on Fox. Yo, like, yo. they still didn't know the night of. I'm like, it's on well, FS1, guys. Like, yo, to to to, to yeah, double yeah. down on what Stephanie was saying, you know, I, I I want more for you know the woman performers. So we got to show love to this uh, super chat here from Vala B. Acknowledge the ratings, the 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 ratings chief Ruby Soho defeating Roman Reigns and Rock Lesnar in the eighteen forty nine demo. That was the best part to me. I'm sorry, like that, that was they, Bunny and Ruby. Yes, go girls. Uh, like, go like girls. I, I don't like uh, you know uh, you know yes, quoting yes, quote, to the fire. I I don't like <laughs> quoting Uncle Dave Meltzer a lot because he says a lot of stupid shit. But he said one of the funniest lines of the week where he was like, "These guys put out their." top four stars they put out roman reigns and brock lesnar they're two ten million dollars guys and they got beat by the goddamn bunny <laughs> that was one of the best lines yo. that i all i heard all yo. week come on yo yo come on y'all know how much i love AEW and know how whenever we get an opportunity to, to rank on wwe that opportunity is never fucking missed but come on, bro. Come on, bro. This is reaching. This is reaching. This is reaching. Like, it's like you're finding a reason to, to, to give AEW its props. And you know what? Cool for them. But come on, bro. FS1. They're trying to find their W's anywhere. And look, yeah, F- again. Yo. Again. Yo. That's like, again. yo, FS1 has might as well have been a fucking pay-per-view channel. Because nobody was tuning into that shit. We got a few comments here to highlight. Uh, Bills Mafia saying Bischoff gotten his feeling. He's got his feelings hurt. That's all it ever it ever is with him. It is. It does seem kind of salty, but uh, Bischoff's fault because he didn't have oh, to get involved oh, in this. Like he's the. I do agree yeah, with Tony. Yeah, Cullen. That I thought he commented on Bischoff, yeah, isn't that? Or didn't that he say he was better than? Didn't he make a comment about something about WCW or something? And that's why. Bischoff I think I think responded. Bischoff no. took offense because the report was that WWE said that we've dealt with this before with Ted Turner and Ted Turner is much oh. smarter than Tony Khan. So then Tony wow. Khan responded and was like, "Well, T- Ted Turner was never a wrestling guy. He's not me who went to ECW when I was like 16 years old and I'm a wrestling fan all this time." So I think Bischoff kind of re- was responding to those comments and that's why he wanted to get his name involved in this, but he's the guy that challenge Vissick Man on live TV. Like, what? SP, SP, can I ask you to click on the Bills Mafia comment on the at the end of sports sections? Uh, he says here, Bills Mafia, it's on the end of the sports sections of channels on every TV provider. It really isn't that hard to find. I get what you're saying, JJ, but it's it's not difficult to find. 
Who is doing that in 2021? <laughs> Who is going through their channel library in 2021? Who the fuck is doing that? Please let me know. Let me know. I can't. I can't. Do that. I need shout out. Hi, Alex. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to the people. I see my girls. Hi, girls. <laughs> Everybody showing love for stuff. I love it. I love it. I so love Alex it. Alex is tuning in from France. I just want to let you know that. Whoa. What time is it in France? What time is it, Alex? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, let us know. Let us know in the live chat. Please, please. Uh, it should be, what, yeah. 5, 6 o'clock over there. It should be like 5, wow. 6 o'clock over there already. Wow. I love it. I love the That's dedication. That's like my sister right it. there. That's my sister right there. <laughs> Nice. You, you, awesome. you got your, your your fans coming out in force. That's what I love to see. These are, gotta... these are friends. These are friends. <laughs> friends, fans, <laughs> friends. Are, friends are your biggest fans, honestly. Yeah. Friends, yeah. friends yeah. and family. Yeah, yeah those support. are those are the biggest support you got. Uh, we got super chat donation here from Vala B saying, uh, "But do you watch for Hook? Of course, I'm a hooker. I'm a hooker, Stephanie. I'm a I'm a big fan of Hook." <laughs> I, I ride with my hookers. I'll die with my hookers. That's what we do out here in these streets. Yes. Even, even, even Ty. Even Ty Conti out in these streets. Um, Negro Black Nick Jackson saying, Steph, what are your thoughts on Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy in AEW? Okay, so Jungle Boy is amazing. Uh, like, amazing. I love watching him, man. Uh He's he's going places. He's going places. I've never seen... So, like, when they first came back from... Uh, kind of like the COVID shutdowns and everything yeah. between him and Brit. Um, there's like one other person, but the loudest roar I think I've ever heard. And them singing yeah. his song. Like that was so cool. Like jungle boy is amazing. Sammy. Okay. I think he is great. I had a bad taste in my mouth about him with those comments about Sasha. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's taken me. Yeah. You know how big of a four horsewoman fan I am. So for me, yeah. I had to. I know that he talked to her. They apologized, and it's between them. So it still rubbed me the wrong way. But he, I can't deny that he is a great in ring performer. Great. Um, but I, he has the championship now. Um, I the fans absolutely love him. I haven't fully gotten into him yet. Like I said, it's been baby steps for me. I'm getting yeah. there. Uh, I think he's great, though. I, I have nothing bad to say about him in the ring. I think I think he's great. And people make mistakes, right? They grow, and that's all you can really hope for with that. But um, yeah. it, I did have a bad taste in my mouth about him. <laughs> so uh, I, am glad, I, I am glad that you did it. Totally understandable. He did, I'm glad you acknowledged that he did actually apologize and was off air for a couple of months after that, actually. Yep. So he, he, he got punished, and then he, he actually... Apologize to her directly. To her, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's he was a work in progress. The kid is not even thirty years old yet. So. So I'm saying, like, it's it's adult stuff, right? Like, people are so quick to cancel people. And my thing is, is that well, as, as pissed as I was about it, because I was one of the number one people Absolutely. who were pissed about it. Absolutely. Um, it again, it took me a minute, but again, in life, when you're young, you make really dumb mistakes and you really say bad things and you can just hope that someone grows and learns from those things and that's all I can hope for him. I know he got engaged. That was so cute. Uh, I'm really happy for him. So congratulations to him and his fiance. So it's just again, people grow and learn. Um, I, I'm not on the semi boat just yet, but I think, again, I think he, he's a great in-ring performer. I have nothing bad to say about him as, as far as that goes. So 
Well, I love the fact stuff you're you're being honest with like where you're at yeah. with AEW. So that leads me to my question that I have here. Uh, what changes would you make as someone that you know has been touching, putting your dipping your toes in the water of AEW? What changes would you like to see from them to kind of make you watch it more consistently? Um, that needs to change anything. I think it's more me. Like it, it, when you grow up with WWE. And you're so used to that format and that uh, production and that and the people, right? Like the people, the refs, the commentators. Like it's more um, me embracing new things. Um, again, I think some of the things AEW is doing is amazing. Like I, I them listening to their fans is probably my number one favorite thing because. WWE does not all the time, right? Like, sometimes they get it right. Sometimes we're like throwing it in their face. Like the the um, can they coexist thing? I feel like they've uh. now taken that and they're like, well, no, we're going to make it a thing. And it's like, no, like we're telling you to stop doing that. <laughs> and now it's like a rib, right? So I'm like, yeah, it, it's it's frustrating being a WWE fan. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but um, at AEW, so for me, I watch for the women. For the 80% of the time, I watch for the women. I do have my favorites other guys as well. Um, and I think AEW is definitely getting there. Their talent in the women's roster has grown significantly in the last, what, year? Two years? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Britt's killing it. I love Thunder Rosa. She follows me on Twitter. But that woman is amazing. Like, I... I love following her. I love everything that she's doing for women and women wrestling. Um, sorry, women in professional wrestling. I hate saying women's wrestling because it's the same as men's yes. wrestling. Um, the women in professional wrestling. I, I um, love what she's doing. Uh, I, I saw the bracket come out uh, for the TBS title. So we have some great matchups coming. I, I don't know. I think they're they're definitely getting there for me as far as if they could showcase the women more. I think I could get more on board with watching them more consistently. Um, that's about, I mean, they don't, I don't think they need to change anything. They're not doing anything wrong, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, yeah. They have some star power now, right? They have Daniel Bryan, and they have Adam Cole, and they have built stars. Uh, you have Jungle Boy, and you have... Um, freaking CM Punk, like, <laughs> who I never thought would come back to wrestling, right? So, it's just, they're doing great. Um, I have, because I have tweeted before, when do you stop adding people? Like, I guess you never stop adding people, but when you start just focusing on the roster you have, because it's like every pay-per-view, there's like a huge return or a huge, like, debut, and it's like, how long can you keep that going and keep yeah. that momentum, Right. Eventually, you're not going to have big debuts for, you know, maybe a period of time. Um, but their pay-per-views, man, have delivered every time. And I love watching AEW pay-per-views. Like, the excitement of the crowd, like, that's what I miss at WWE. Like, I feel like, if you've watched uh, the Crown Jewel, I don't even know if you guys have gotten there yet. Yeah. If you watch Crown yeah. Jewel, that crowd was hot because they don't get that every time, right? Like, they're very thankful. So, when they, they go there... They're loud, and it, and that's how AEW pay-per-views are for me. I just love how hot the crowd is. Like, 
and that really just adds to the whole experience when you're watching it. And sometimes WWE has some matches where like that, but not the whole pay-per-view. Like it's just dead sometimes. And it's all due to production. Most of the time in the lead up to a pay-per-view with WWE, you've probably seen a mixed tag match or can they coexist or they do like <laughs> we've seen them in the ring probably at least three or four times already before yeah. we actually get there. And so at that point you're kind of like okay, like who's going to win or you know who's going to win and and then you move on, right? So it's a production thing, and I think AEW is doing a great job with that so far. Very, very nice. I love everything that you had to say there. A bunch of love for you in the chat, by the way. We got Alex saying, hey, Steph, my sister. We got Crystal saying, hey. Uh, we also got JDE saying, sup, Steph. We have the combos online. Everybody showing love. We love to see it. We love when we have a guest and everybody comes out in force for support there. But my final question in regards to this topic here, Top Guy JJ, what changes or what do you want to see improve in wwe kind of turning that question around on the other side honestly <clears throat> they need to invest more time in storylines like they don't they they, they hot shot too much like they literally because they have pay-per-views every month they have no time to keep something going and then when they do have something going they milk the shit for nine ten months there's no middle ground there's nothing in, but they don't know how to just like have a, like what to me, what they did with Seth Rollins and Edge, that's chef's kiss. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Like blow off, done, but it lasted about eight months. Beautiful. Beautifully done. If they do shit like yeah. that more often, yep. they will hit a lot more fans. But they it, can't it, hot yeah. shot shit. They can't hot shot shit, and they can't hot shot for three, four months in a row, and then take something like Damian Priest and Sheamus and have them go for ten months in a row. Like it just yes. the wrong choices of the stories. They need to involve the right people. The fact that we still got AJ Styles and a tag team is fucking yep. blasphemy. Like they just need to know how. <laughs> they just need to know how to utilize their talent and put them in better spots well, and give them better. It's stories. almost like. <sighs> It's almost like if it doesn't involve the title, they get very lost. Yeah. Like they don't understand all the time how to build something well without a title. It's it's happened, don't get me wrong. It's not consistent enough. Look at the women's division. There are so many yeah. women and if it doesn't involve the women's titles, it's just okay, like besides I think SmackDown's doing well with this Naomi Sonya thing. I love it. It has nothing to do with the title right now, but there's a story there. It, they're building yeah. to it. And I'm like, do that more often with the men, with the women. Like, there's no reason that these rosters have to sit out just because there's no title involved. Um, it, and to your point, like, there are ways to do long feuds. They nailed Seth and Edge on the head for me. Like, it was just in the culmination of it, it hell, like, in a hell, hell in the Cell match, was I just. It was perfect, and it's not always them having to be in the ring. Like, you know what they didn't do with Edge and Seth? They didn't do a mixed tag team match of some kind with them going yes. against... They didn't do it. And it's, that that's how you do things. Like, you, you don't need to have them in the ring to build a story. Like, some, exactly. sometimes it was him out there by himself making a promo, and the other one out there making a promo. And the house thing, like... There's other, and Build they've up. gotten away from that. Where's the stuff outside of the building? Like, 
the the street brawls or showing up randomly at a restaurant. Like they've stopped doing. No, given I know it's COVID. Yeah, but they weren't even doing it before COVID, right? They had stopped doing all that, and that's what made yeah. some of the Attitude Era so fun. Was seeing Steve Austin randomly show up at the hospital and beating Vince, right? Like, there's just stuff that they have stopped doing that made it fun and interesting to build a story. And I'm like, go back to that because Seth showing up at Edge's house. I mean, it, it was like we had a home invasion. Like, it, it just it's been a while. and and he didn't even really destroy anything, right? Like, he was just being that dude disrespecting his home. Like, who leaves the fridge open? You know? Do you know how much? The mom in me was just like freaking out because I was like, "He left the fridge open. He didn't wash the apple." Like I'm over here, like <gasps> hyperventilating. I was like, like, "But it was great, right?" Like it's just if they did more like that and just focused on the characters and the promo work and the story behind it, like that's what half of these people are missing. Look at Ricochet, the most talented in like he's amazing. Give yeah. me a reason to give a shit about him. I don't care. About his character at all. Like, you have given me no story, no background. Like, besides that, he's just amazing in the ring. Why he's do a I superhero. Care about... <laughs> That's how they started with him, and then they kind of dropped yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah. you should have went with it. Give me um, Hurricane and, oh, um, not Molly Holly, but her alter ego. Give me Ricochet <laughs> and Cash. As, like, these super... Like, that would be so fun for the kids and so cool. Like, just give them a story. Like, put them together for all I care. Like, I, they can go so many directions. And I'm like, just give me the pin, please. Because I just don't... I get frustrated. Sorry, I get all worked up about it. Because... No, no. I to- we totally understand that here on True Hill. He, we, got, we got a bunch of folks watching right now. Remember to drop a thumbs up on this video. Share it with your friends. Hit the subscribe button if you are new. A bunch of new viewers joining us to see Stephanie here with us. We got a super chat donation here from JDE saying, I'm just saying what's good. Enjoy the content, fellas, and enjoy the convos online, Steph. Showing some love for Stephanie Hypes here and Hi, yeah. and we got Vala B with a super chat donation saying WWE it's easy make things matter nothing in WWE matters that's great great super chat donation right there great props right there for you for that we always appreciate the support but since we didn't do a formal intro at the beginning of the show Stephanie I do want to ask you like how did you become a wrestling fan and what do you have going on in the wrestling world for people who might be new to you you know you got your your whole fan you got a couple of your fan base in the live chat but for people who are new that follow True Hill Heat and don't know you or don't follow you on Twitter which I don't know what you're doing you should definitely follow her <laughs> she's a great follow but let the people know how you got into wrestling and what you're doing now um well I was uh six when I got into wrestling actually it's funny my mom was a huge Undertaker fan or still is uh, a huge Undertaker fan and so she'd watch uh WWF and I I was six right so I was kind of like what's going on and I saw Paul Bear uh and I was kind of like this is weird. Like, why is she watching this, right? Like, but then I started, like, then the tag teams came out. Man, I was hooked. As soon as I saw um, uh, Legion of Doom and the Road Warriors, and I was like, oh, they're so cool. And I went and made, like, these little, like, arm pads, like, spikes on them, like, out of cardboard. Like, 
it was probably so ratchet, but I was like, <laughs> I thought I was the coolest thing walking, right? So, uh, tag team wrestling is actually what got me hooked into it, um, which is another reason why I like AEW. Um, <laughs> they are doing tag team wrestling great. Um, I, uh, that's probably how it started, and I just kind of watched growing up. Uh, I met, I can't remember their names now. Not DOA. Is it DOA? No. I met one of the tag teams at a Sizzler <laughs> in San Francisco wow. when I was like <laughs> 9 or 10. And um, and I'm telling my, my grandma, who's just old school, right? And I'm like, and there's like these two huge white dudes. And she's just like, I'm like, oh my god. And she's like, who are the people you're walking up to, right? And I was just kind of like, I was like, oh my god. And they took a picture at me and they were so nice. Um, and then I attended my first show probably when I was like 12 or 13 and I don't even remember who was like on the show, but I just remember I had like the time of my life. And, um, at the time women weren't really represented. I did love watching Lita and Trish and I loved watch. I would love St- I was a huge Stacey Keebler fan. Like, I know she wasn't even like the best wrestler, but I was like, I want legs like her. It's like, why do I have legs like that? <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and Jacqueline, I loved Love, love, love Jacqueline. Like, I was a huge fan of hers because she was probably one of the first ones I really saw doing some wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, like, her boobs are out, but she she's kicking ass. Like, this is great. <laughs> uh, and, and I just kind of stopped watching when I turned about 19 or 20. Uh, you know, I, I was in my 20s. <laughs> uh, I was doing the most, doing the most. Um, and then uh, about six years ago, I saw AJ and Paige, um, six years, probably seven years now, uh, AJ and Paige on Raw, I think it was, and, um, I actually saw when Paige won the title, and I was like, hold on, now I'm like, these women are, these women are really wrestling, and I had saw somewhere, someone talking about NXT, and they were talking, and I was like, what's NXT, and and I learned it was like developmental thing, um, for WWE, and so I was like, Okay, but they're like, but the women on there are doing some things. And I was kind of like, really? And so I tuned in just like one random night. And it was like the night, I think Sasha and Becky were a team at the time. And Becky's looking in the mirror with Sasha and she's like, who are you going to be? Like, you need to be me. Like, whatever. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, And then I kind of watched in and out, then and there, uh, here and there. I really liked Sasha. I was actually a huge Sasha fan uh, when I first start watching again because I'm like, oh, this girl has some attitude, right? And um, Unstoppable was kind of my hook back in uh, when her and Becky went against each other. And I was kind of like, oh, my God, like, they're really showing out. Like, and I think I'd seen Asuka and Bailey. Like, I'd seen a couple yeah. different things. And I was like, they're really, they're really doing, like, they're really great. And I watched Unstoppable. And I went into that match rooting for Sasha and came out a Becky fan. And I was just like, wow, like these women are amazing. And I think they both got called up like a week or two or after that, I think it was, or three weeks. But ever since then, I've been watching, I've been watching since. So, um, yeah. And I've been behind these women full stop. Yeah, They're just your, amazing. Your support of Becky and Sasha is something that I love on social media. You you go you go hard for your for your two ladies there. We're gonna talk about um, And Bailey and Charlotte. Yeah, yes, so yes. The, the four horsewomen. Yeah, the four horsewomen. Yeah. So you don't understand about these stories that came out 
I'm like, what is going? We're gonna get we're gonna get into that, but you guys have already touched on uh, Crown Jewel, which happened this week on Thursday. Uh, I know Top Guy JJ was able to watch as well as you, Stephanie. Uh, easily, I would say the best Saudi Arabia pay per view yet for WWE. Uh, you have Roman. Yeah, Roman Reigns defeat uh, Brock Lesnar thanks to help from the Usos and Paul Heyman, I guess, because he put the <laughs> WWE Universal Championship in between his two lovers and said, you know what to do with it. And uh, Brock won the tug of war, but the Usos hit uh, Brock with a double super kick and then Roman laid him out with the title shot. Uh, Becky Lynch, of course, beat Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair in a great triple threat match to retain the SmackDown Women's Champion. Championship. The aforementioned by both of you, you two, uh, Edge defeating Seth Rollins in a fantastic uh, Hell in a Cell feud ender to kick off the main show. Big E defeated Drew McIntyre in a very good heavyweight slugfest to retain the WWE Championship. Xavier Woods realized his boyhood dream uh, by beating Finn Balor to win the King of the Ring tournament. All hail King Woods and Zelina Vega defeated defeated Dewdrop to win the first Queen's Crown tournament. So a lot of big things happening. I, I've said it on the WrestleTalk podcast for their review of Crown Jewel. I think my my top three or four favorite WWE matches to happen in Saudi Arabia happen on this one show. Steph, what did you think? Um, what stood out the most for you on Thursday? Um so a couple things. I was like a first of all, I was a crying I'm a I was a crying fool this whole show for, I was like, why am I crying? So here's the thing. There's a lot of discourse about blood money, blah, blah, like, right? And I get yeah. it. I, I get why people have that concern. And then I'm looking at this talent and I'm seeing, especially the women, like I, knowing some, still on Twitter, I'm friends with some of the people who went to the show and knowing how much it means for them as women and young ladies to see these women out there emotionally just wrecks me. And, and I know why they do it. If you look at the fans, they're just thankful that they even get the show. And I'm just like, they're there for them. Like, that's why I keep trying to, like, people have to remember, no matter where people live, like, sometimes you can't help that. But they really appreciate, the fans really appreciate when they come there and they don't get to see them very often. And you have to remember that, like it's so easy for us to get up and go to a show and not everyone has that right or privilege. And so when they can, they're so thankful and they're so into it and they're so hot for it. And my thing is progress, especially with the women, like they didn't even want them there at one point. Yeah. Then we had our first match. Right. And they were very limited on moves. And then you had your first championship match, right? The first Latino and Hispanic woman, uh, uh, Latino, Hispanic woman, and African-American woman to go to, to perform in Saudi. And now you have a triple threat with top stars for a championship match. And it's just like, and I see men wearing their merch, right? And I yeah. see them chanting their names throughout the whole match. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, you have to celebrate progress. Like there are young women and girls watching this, even young men, right? Watching this. And they have to understand the historical significance of what's happening. And if you look at the superstars, how, what they tweeted 
um, and everything like that, it wasn't even in character, right? Most of them were just like, this was more than a title. This was more than just a show, right? This It meant a lot to them to be there. And I, so that was probably my favorite thing in general because it's just, it hits, it hits home for me. Um, yeah. As far as my favorite match, I mean, it had to be Seth Rollins versus Edge. That was, it was <laughs> the best ending culmination to an amazing story. And they delivered. It was just, I loved it. Um, the women's probably my, my second favorite match. And then, um, <laughs> Keen Xavier. I was just like, so happy for this man. Mm. Like he was so yes. emotional. Uh, and you could tell how much it just mm. meant to him. His reaction to that was like someone's reaction to winning the world title for the first time. Like he just, yeah. you could tell he's one, he's wanted this. I think he said it like since he was a boy. Like, it just, that's what he wanted, and he got it, and I was just, I was in tears, I was in tears for that, I was in tears for the woman, like, it was just, and I was, I was working, too, so, I was like, <laughs> I, I, luckily I work from home, so it's not a big deal, but I was just, like, in here, like, oh my god, like this, and, you know, I was on a conference call, I'm like, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, had to break down a little bit there. No, I totally agree with everything uh, you had to say there. Top guy, JJ, I do want to ask you, you talked about Edge and Seth Rollins. Where do you think it ranks in the top WWE matches of 2021? It's up there. It's definitely up there. It's that, I top, top five off rip. Like, just immediately thinking about it, it's top five for sure. Um, so we went into this pay-per-view giving it no chance. Like, we went into this with zero expectations, not giving a fuck. Most people didn't even watch it live. Nobody cared about the buildups. Nobody cared about Queen's Crown. Nobody cared about the King of the Ring. But they fucking delivered. That was probably a strong contender for pay-per-view of the year, WWE style. That, that I, I would say, that. not to interrupt you, but I would say that, between Money in the Bank and this, and it's something similar to what Steph said, like, they don't get this all the time, and that's the feeling that we got with Money in the Bank, because that was the first pay-per-view after yeah, yeah. fans came back, and this was the first pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia, like, I went back and watched the pre-show, they were even hot for the Usos and yes, Hurt Business, yes, like, they were, they were hot they from were. the beginning, I do agree, it's one of the best WWE shows of the year, JJ. And, and the fact that no one gave it a shot, but everybody that was there gave it their fucking all. Best Saudi yes. crowd ever. Best Saudi yes. crowd ever. Like they Take were. Take a on shout out to the camels. Fire. <laughs> the Take camels. a shout out to the camels. <laughs> the camels <laughs> were so chill. Yo, facts. <laughs> like, how do you not freak? Like, I when I go to shows, I freak out about the pyro. Like, I'm like, like I know what's coming, but I'm like, <gasps> like every time. And the camels were just like. Cool. Like I was like, are, Camels was okay. like, they, they were like Cody's dog. They were like, all right, we could, we good, <laughs> we good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I would say th this was definitely like top. If it's got, if it ain't the number one, it's definitely top three for sure in WWE pay per views of the year. This show was amazing. This show was straight up amazing. The fact that I don't, I don't think other than, other than probably, I wish they gave Zelina and Dewdrop a little bit more time. There wasn't a bad match on this entire show. Like, the fact that this show delivered on all aspects, like, Ali and Mansoor fucking tore it up. Like, like, 
Like, like the show was really good. Goldberg had a good match. <laughs> like, yeah. What the, what the <laughs> that was fuck probably is his best match. Like, right. Happening in 2021. I'll be honest. To your point of going in not expecting anything, the Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, I was the most disinterested in. Like, I, I was, I didn't. To be honest, when it first came on, I think I like got up to the bathroom at first, and I was kind of like, <laughs> all right, I guess. Like, I, I was just not into it, like at all. At all, it was a great match. Like, I was like, okay, like there has, okay, like I, nothing bad to say about it. Like I, they, it was great. It was great. And, Delivered. And harp on, yeah. No, God. No, I was gonna say, and the harp on the queen's crown and the king of the ring. Something no one cared about until Zelina Vega and Xavier was one of them because of their. Interest in this crown. Their I was gonna say, I was like, King of the Ring. Place. They really like, cared because Xavier had been marketing this for the last what three weeks. Like, yeah, people yes. were behind him. Maybe but not in, so much King of the Ring, but they were behind him winning it. Like, but if you follow Zelina Vega on on social media, she's mm-hmm. been all on this for the past month. Yes, like, the fact yeah, she she has she's again like the fact that they wanted this as much as they didn't that they displayed yep. their passion for this kind of made us invested. Like exactly, the fact yeah. that they turned yeah. a bunch of shit that we did not care about at all into shit that matters. Something like mm-hmm. come on, like that that is awesome. I mean, the fact that Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar was the main event of this show, and I would argue that that was like the third or fourth best match on the card. That yeah. says something. Like that yeah. says yeah. something. Like that think- is wild. Like, I would, I would uh, even go as far as like fifth, because I, right, I, no. I totally agree. I agree yes. with Steph's order. I think Edge and Rollins was the best one. Then the the ladies triple threat. Then uh, Big E and Drew McIntyre. They they showed yeah. out. That was a really yeah. good sl- uh, slugfest type of matchup. Um, I I really enjoyed Xavier and Finn Balor, and then I would put Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which is a great segue because Michael Cole was on his bullshit between Crown oh, Jewel and yeah. this show. Oh, in this God. show, but wait, first of all, let's talk about here about Crown Jewel. <laughs> I, well, we should shout out the super chat donation here from Chase Oliver saying love and respect. The opinions being shared, True Hill Heat to the moon. Thank you, Chase. Always a good brother. Always your support is appreciate it my good friend uh, but yes michael cole was on some bs first of all during edge and <laughs> seth rollins he says that seth rollins just uses edges unprettier like christian never existed edge created that move and gave it to christian he gift wrapped it to christian up, then 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 Stephanie's homegirl, uh, Becky, he's done this on multiple occasions, but it stood out the most on Crown Jewel. When she does a cross arm breaker, he's calling it the disarmor started. You as a Becky fan, you don't understand. Like every time this woman grabs someone's arm and he's like is it disarmor? I'm like, you, if you watch, if you look at my Twitter, I am yelling on Twitter. I'm like, that's not the disorder. Like I what? Look, Cole's been in the game for a while. He needs to yeah. maybe just calm down. Yes. I just <laughs> it, it shouldn't bother me this much, but it bothers me. I'm like, I that's not and then because the funniest part was he called it the disarmor when she was doing the cross arm bar, and then she actually does they do a transition into the disarmor and he's like 
and held you in the disarmor. And I'm like, correct. Correct. Finally, you got it. A, a, a broke clock is right twice in a day. You got it. Right. But, then, but then on then on SmackDown, he went extra cap on, and he called Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. He compared it, ladies and gentlemen, to Undertaker Rock versus Hogan. Shawn Michaels, oh. Rock Hogan. Uh, Austin versus Bret Hart. He said one of one of the greatest WWE matches of all time. I just went on Yo. Twitter. I was like, this dude tried to convince us this was the best the best okay. match ever, and it wasn't even the best match on the goddamn show. Here's the thing, though. As we know, they are fed some things. Yes. Now I know he wasn't fed. This is the disarmor. That's his ass just just <laughs> messing up. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if he was fed. Let's compare this to Hogan. Like, I could hear yeah. that being fed to him. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily think that he just said that. Like, I could see that someone saying, make this a big deal. Like, this is compared to... Bruh. 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 I love it. I love it. I, I just love <laughs> how... <laughs> Yo, he compared that to Rock Hogan, Austin Michaels, Austin Bret Hart. Like, yes. The fucking nerve! Like, not like, even close. Like, it's not even close. <laughs> I would it's argue... Not even, it, it's not even the best Roman Brock match. Great. <laughs> Correct. Come on, come on. But not even that. Like, I'm gonna argue that I feel Seth and Brock have more of a story behind them than Roman and Brock. If that makes sense. No, I, I do agree because with the money in the bank and what, what we know now after, uh, especially after Seth Rollins' bro Broken Skull session and their relationship outside of the ring, I do agree. I think that the big element with Roman and Brock now is the Paul Heyman element. And that's the thing yes. that overrides everything. It's Paul Heyman being stuck in the middle, which we should talk about SmackDown, which was, yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 I'll, yes, I'll go fuck myself back, guys. Thanks. Absolutely should. Yeah, you definitely should go fuck yourself. With oh, man. But, but SmackDown was bookend <laughs> by two two shows. It felt like two shows because it was booked that it was a tale of two bookends with the first part of the show, the first 36 minutes to be exact, with a chaotic scene with Brock Lesnar going berserk on Roman Reigns after getting screwed at Crown Jewel. He also went berserk on the Usos, a cameraman, a camera, a referee, producer Sean Davari, and a few WWE superstars before Adam Pearce suspended him indefinitely and was f 5 twice for his troubles, including getting his his literally getting his ass ripped and uh, his pants ripped in the in the results in the main event segment however this is a whole different story that has a whole a whole lot of elements coming out of it we witness a weird woman's title swap between charlotte flair and becky lynch which was very awkward to say the least uh ending with the two women trading belts and sasha banks calling out uh charlotte laying her out to stand tall there was reportedly a heated backstage confrontation reported by pw insider between lynch and flair after wwe smackdown went off the air as per uh pw insider some moments that took place in the ring during that segment including flair throwing one of the belts on the ground which wasn't followed by was which then was followed by lynch throwing the other belt at flair were not planned at all flair had uh voiced concerns ahead of the segment about not wanting to look weak and not wanting her title reign to look weak by simply swapping titles in the matter that had been planned 
probably should have listened to Charlotte. Uh, when Becky Becky Lynch left and Sasha Banks came out, the segment got back on track and was clearly building to Flair versus Banks in the future. But the situation continued when the woman got backstage, according to PW Insider. There was reportedly an issue with Flair allegedly disrespecting Lynch by trying to make her look bad, and there was a heated situation and loud words exchanged, but nothing physical. Once very good friend, our friend, uh, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport and Wrestling Daily is reporting that Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch's relationship has been strained recently. The report notes that the issue started several years ago when Becky Lynch called Charlotte Flair plastic in a WWE promo, which the Queen really didn't take too, light, too kindly. Alex then went on to report that Flair walked away from the situation with Becky Lynch and Vince McMahon wasn't happy that Charlotte left the gorilla position without talking to him, and Flair will apparently be in Orlando tonight backstage to support Andrade El Edio, her fiance at AEW Dynamite. So, Steph, I know you got a lot to say about this situation between two of the four horsewomen. What was your thoughts on the segment and the fallout with the reports that have come out today? <laughs> <laughs> Floor is yours. Oh no! My husband, my husband, had ran in. He's like, "Oh, Dwight Howard just pushed uh, Anthony." Day. I'm like, "What? I'm like, what is going on tonight? What is happening? What is Yo, going on? This like, crazy are you on the same team?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, oh. Anyway, <laughs> so the moon, it was like a full moon or something. I don't know. Anyway, I I have a lot of thoughts. So first and foremost. Lord, first and foremost, I am so sick of them doing this lazy ass creative with the women. Like, there are like a million ways we could have done this title swap. There's a mi whoa, hi. There's a million ways. <laughs> Spotlight. <laughs> no, but there's no like seriously though. There's a million ways we could have done this title swap. There's a like to me, it, it could have built to Survivor Series. Like they could have both refused to do it. And then just do a series of things building to Survivor Series where one's trying to steal it from the other. Like, they show up to the show and, like, like there's just so many creative avenues they could have went with this. So, if this... So, first and foremost, I'm just going to say, these are all reports, right? No one really knows what happened except for the people involved. So, I'm not going to sit here and assume everything is correct or everything's true. But, there was something off. Like, I know my fave. I, I know her. She looked irritated as fuck the whole time and at first i was like okay maybe k-fob she's she's acting pissed right like but she looked irritated like she just looked like she was like just get me the fuck out of here and the whole thing was just awkward and and like five minutes long or whatever minimal time they gave them and I don't. I it it just irritates me so much because they would never make Roman Reigns do that. They would never make him yeah. do that. And like you have two of your three, including Sasha, your top women superstars. <laughs> uh, your top <laughs> women superstars, and you you make them do this stupid shit. And I'm just like, I don't understand. This is this is. Frustration with WWE for me. <laughs> this this is why I get so frustrated because I'm like, you don't understand how to 
maintain and not just build, but just maintain your top stars. And they just, they would have never made Roman and Brock do something like that. Like, I, I just, they were put in a really awkward position. And then, if I, I can assure you, neither one of them liked it. I, I, I no. Neither one of them liked it. Like, I know the reporting Charlotte didn't like it. I can assure you Becky didn't either. And it's just one of those things where I just... I want better for all of them. And it just... It makes them look bad. And they're putting them in these positions to look bad and be pissed. Um, as far as what went down and what was or wasn't supposed to happen... Um, you can... T- like, you can just, you can see it, right? Like, Charlotte's doing this, and then she just drops it and smiles, and Becky's looking at her like, I'm not picking that shit up. So she, <laughs> so Charlotte, you saw that, right? Like, Becky looked yes. at her, and she was like, now you're going to look stupid, because you're the one who has to pick this up off the ground now. Because Becky didn't move. She was like, I'm not getting that. Like, <laughs> and it's just one of those things where I'm just like, it looked childish. And don't get me wrong, I understand that the feud between Charlotte and Becky is personal and, and, and at sometimes childish, right? And, and that's yeah. some of the fun of it. But it's just, to me, the titles are equivalent to the WWE and Universal titles for the men. Yeah. Why the fuck are we dropping them on the ground? Why? Like, why? I understand to a point that Becky might have been pissed and so she threw it at her. But I'm just like... And then Sasha came out and did her thing, looking amazing, by the way. Yes. And... She says bitch, like with the like with authority. <laughs> and and part of me is like, don't get me wrong, Sasha always says bitch. Like she's just the way she says it, it just got ah, a little spice on it. Yeah. Yes, love it. <laughs> and part of me wants to believe that she said that just because <laughs> <laughs> part of me wants to believe she said that because she's pissed as well. I don't know. Here's the other part of it for me. These four so these four women are very, very good at storytelling. These four women are very, very good at starting shit. Yes. So part of me wants to believe some of this is a work. And for me, to get because I don't know if you guys have seen online, for when people realize it's probably going to be uh, Becky versus Charlotte for Survivor Series, they're like, oh, like, who wants to see this again? Like, they haven't fought in two years. Get over it, number one. Number two, I'm just like, I get it. Like, maybe some people don't want to see it. So let's start some shit. Because now everyone's like, let them fight it out. Like, yeah. I can't wait for them to kick each other's ass now. Like, I'm like, now look what the, if this was a work, and if it wasn't, it worked because now they want to see him fight. But if it was, and they planted these seeds and did all this shit because they know it was going to make the dirt sheets and they knew it was going to get out. If we find out in five years that this was a work, <laughs> I'm saying... It's I'm it's saying. one of, it's one of the more elaborate works that that, that we've seen in uh, quite some time. <laughs> we should also mention uh, Fightful just put out a report in regards to it. Fightful has learned more details on the situation. The original script actually called for Becky Lynch to grab the title away from Charlotte Flair and brag about being Becky Two Belts, which you could see she was trying to do that. She was trying to grab the belt while still having the belt in her hand before Sonya Deville would order her to hand her title to Charlotte. Where 
told Charlotte Flair didn't agree this was the best course of action, but was told to stay on the course. However, we've heard that most uh, everyone had already been in agreement the segment was going to be an awkward one. After Charlotte dropped uh, the belt, the title on the ground, Lynch ended up throwing hers at Charlotte, also unplanned. After the segment concluded, there was a shouting match uh, backstage, and we're told that Charlotte had stated that dropping the title was accidental. Fightful has also been told that Charlotte was asked to leave the venue before Becky Lynch's dark match concluded as to avoid further confrontation and let things cool off. Much of the roster staff officials uh, had already left for the evening after the heavy travel week after just coming back from Saudi Arabia. Fightful said that their work to find out more as they've heard uh, there's been fiction between the two going back a while as TalkSports Alex McCarthy has reported and can confirm that she'd taken issues with booking this week, namely the finish of Raw as well, which we'll get into when we talk about Raw. But top guy JJ tags you. What did you think about this entire <laughs> about this entire title swap situation and the fallout from it? My reaction is exactly what Becky's face was for the entire segment. <clears throat> Becky she was over it. She was over it. She, she was, was over, so it. over it. She was yo, over it. Fact, yo, she was look. So this over woman it. has an infant. Look, as someone. Me and her were pregnant at the same time. Our babies were about three and a half weeks apart. I understand how tired she is. Now, she just flew on a 20-hour flight with an infant. I can assure you she's tired. But um, but she, she's good, right? She's, she's a professional. She'll put her game face on and go out there. For her to look like that, she was pissed. Pissed. Indeed. Yeah, and you saw it in the I promo. apologize. Even during the... No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> stories. But at the same time... Yo, literally during the set, she's like, yo, deal with this. I'm going to Raw. Like, literally, <laughs> like, deal with this. I'm going to Raw. <laughs> like, it, yeah. it was verbatim. Like, like, get this awful shit away from me. Yours. Handle that. Do whatever the fuck y'all do. I'm, I'm, I'm over this show. I'm over this show. I'm out of this bitch. Like, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. Didn't when, even, she literally just said bye to the people. Gone. She was gone. Like, when, not, when not, not, that aired, and I think there's a tweet or two out where I'm like, She's good at kayfabe, but I was like, when Becky's irritated, she looks irritated. And I tweeted that. Yeah. I was like, mm, nah, that, was, that wasn't kayfabe. But also, the way she slammed the mic when she said that, when she said, so, because everyone was like, that's very out of character for her. Usually, yeah. she would say some snarky shit. She would, uh, you know, like, say something. Her, for her to be like, all right, well, I'm out. The way she slammed that mic down and left. And I was like, that's not, that's not, and some people are like, well, she's a hill now. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. She's still not going to be dissed, right? Like, that's just yeah. still out of her character yeah, to not say anything. Off. Yeah, I'm going yes. to let you two dopes deal with this. I'm going to Raw. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, yo, what else? Oh, my God. What else could there be said about it? I mean, the shit was god awful. And the fact that it makes it worse. <laughs> yo. Yes, Valabri quoting uh, Hulk Hogan's tweet from 2011. Jabroni marks who don't know it'll work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks. And Hulk Hogan said this in 2011. Good night, Hulkamaniacs. And Jabroni marks without a life who uh, believe a, that don't know it'll work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks. What yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 yeah. So, please so, so when you do a work, but you work a work into a work into a shoot. Yes. <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> shut I think up. This came up. This, this, like, think about, think about, 
Think about Rhonda and Becky for a minute. People till this day still fully believe that they have real heat. Yes. And it's because they refuse to acknowledge. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, these women are good at this. So if they are if they are working us, to have a small hunch. Don't get me wrong. They look irritated as fuck. But what probably made it more irritating for both the ladies in that in that sequence is that neither one of them were listened to. Like the fact that both of them had ideas yes. of how to do this and none of them were listened to and said just play the chorus and clearly the chorus was a fucking train wreck. And then you see the frustration from the two top women in the company, like you fucking gave y'all ideas, you fuck faces, and now this is how it's coming right. out. Now I'm pissed yes. off. Fuck this yes. segment. I'm done. Let's just handle this shit like women. Let's yo, so, yo, let's just handle this shit. Be done with this night because I'm over this shit. I fucking told y'all and y'all went fucking listen and this is the outcome. You give me a shit show segment to fucking end the show with and I can't even come back and resurrect it because it's 10 o'clock and the 10 o'clock news is on. <laughs> you can't even, so, so we're not on, so, not on F1 like, so we can't extend the show to 10.07 to resurrect this shit. It's over. It's done. Like There's, there's just so much that because like you you hear the Becky is very much an audience person and she likes to like whatever the audience is giving her is what she wants to give them right and yeah. so they're chanting Becky two belts they're chanting it and like even though it was supposed to be part of the segment we didn't know that right but the audience is chanting it so I can assure you she was livid when she couldn't get the belt and she was like really like it's just and to your point, people are going, oh, Becky, oh, uh, uh, Charlotte. Like, WWE Creative gave them this shit. And my thing is, is that they built this whole show up for this main event. And it was like, okay. like it. Yeah, it was very awkward end to the show. Like, that was just a flat finish. Uh, Scott Steiner here with for our next lesson. I'm going to show you how to work a sh- work a shoot into a work marks. <laughs> gotta gotta appreciate our producers in the background. <laughs> I know, I'm like I don't know who they are, but they're amazing, and I really appreciate <laughs> these lowly timed dialogue. <laughs> we, we we have we have gotten on a, on a streak of well well timed uh, means for sure. JJ saying and Andrade tweeted about it. I don't know. I uh, think it was a work. He said uh, "f you WWE" after his matchup with uh, Pack on AEW Rampage. But I believe we are running out of time with Stephanie. I do want to give you a chance to let the people know where they could find you on social media and anything that you got going on. want to also say thank you for joining us on the show. You are an awesome guest. We got to have you back on, especially when we have Miss Chrissy Love with us. You, you The ladies can take over uh, True <laughs> Hill Heat for once, but let the people know where they can find you, Stephanie. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Hypes with a Z. They suspended my last account for a GIF. Whatever. Doesn't matter. We'll move on. Uh, <laughs> at Stephanie Hypes. And then also, same handle, at Stephanie Hypes on Instagram. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Love your opinions, especially on this story that I'm sure <laughs> it's going to be ongoing between Charlotte oh, sure. and Stephanie. I mean, excuse me. Not you. Not you and Charlotte. Me and, but me and Charlotte. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go down. Charlotte and Becky, for sure. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun.
Pleasure having you on. Absolutely. Thank Thanks. you. We Bye. will see you next time. Later. Yes. Uh, thank you, Stephanie Hives, and thank you, everyone who's joining us right now. Remember to drop a thumbs up on this video. Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family. Hit the subscribe button if you are new. Alex, it's so cool to watch you, uh, Steph. Thank you, uh, of course, to everyone who is joining us to see Steph. Thank you for joining us, uh, Steph. Hope you to see you back on the show. Says the Negro Buck Dick Jackson. But our show keeps going because we got to talk about what else we missed. Also, last night was AEW. Rampage top guy JJ with Pac defeating Andrade El Idio in a fantastic main event after the match Malachi Black attacked Pac and looked to take him out with the with Andrade uh, until Arn Anderson or should I say Glock Anderson with the pew pew uh, distracted oh, distracted the two men uh, for Cody Rose to attack them and run them off Orange Cassidy also beat Powerhouse Hobbs to uh, advance in the eight EW World Title Eliminator Tournament. Dr. Britt Baker DMD defeated Anna Jay in a grudge match and attacked after the match until Tay. Ty Conti uh, chased off Baker, which it seems to set up Conti versus Baker for uh, AEW full gear for the Women's World Championship. What did you think about Pac and Andrade in that hot ending with Cody, Arn Anderson, and Malachi Black? Oh, God. Another good match between Pac and Andrade. To me, definitely not better than their first one. Um, to me, their I first thought one. it was much better than the first one because the yeah, finish that, that this one had a yeah, this one had yeah. a great a great finish, and it had it was more it was more frenetic in my opinion. Like the dives, it was just really violent. The the brain buster off the top rope, oh my god! Every time Pack hits that, it's ridiculous, and the crowd was hotter here. I did, yeah, I guess I didn't get that feeling. I, yeah, the finish was definitely better because anything that doesn't involve Travel Guerrero is definitely a better finish. Um, so I would give you that nod. But um, yeah, was it, I mean, again, another great match between these two dudes. The the finish, the ending, with all of that going on with Cody and Pack and I'm black. I was like, this is a little convoluted to me, not to my liking, but um. I guess it was a way to get Cody back in favor with the fans because yeah. the way he came out was very aggressive, which was the Cody that most of us are, are accustomed to. Not this fanboy superhero. I love America and I love you and you love me and I adore to the fans and here's my wife and then here's my baby and, then here, you know, I'm here to save America. Here, put my hand over my chest. You know, all of this other good <laughs> shit. Like, we, we got the American Nightmare, finally. After like six months. So hopefully this is leading to something probably longer than six months. But it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. But leading to something hopefully which is a better at with a different attitude for Cody because God for fucking for fuck's sakes he needs it. He needs a different attitude on TV. So we saw the return of cheers for Cody on AEW Rampage, which seems like a, you know, curing, curing racism kind of stopped the cheers for a while. But that wasn't the biggest return of the week, Top Guy JJ. That we got to talk about G1 Climax 31 Finals this week, a show with the high of highs and low of lows. But the high was a wonderful high because we've seen Brian Danielson come back from career threatening injury. We saw a come back from career threatening injury we saw christian return after seven years away but a guy who got brain surgery 
brain surgery returned to the ring for the first time era in Kasatori Shibata. Shibata returned in a five-minute exhibition. <laughs> UW... Love that. <laughs> love the love it. Why it gotta be right in front of me? Why is it gotta be right in, why is this shit gotta be right in front of me for? Like what the <laughs> Romeo is, is is a magical person. Thank you for joining us, Romeo. <laughs> yeah, I had that for a three person screen, that's why I was right in front of you. Oh, no, this like, yo. One second, it's gonna be it's gonna be me and Kasasori Shibata as the host of True Hill Heat. Yes, me and Shibata up here in the streets. Shibata uh d- uh what against Zack Saber Jr. Uh that went to a time limit draw in their five minute exhibition. Look at me and Zach. Look at Zach here with me. Look, Zach, I love you. Oh wait. Yeah, this way, Zach. I love you, Zach. See this guy? He's great. He's great. He's great. Um, <laughs> they went to a time limit draw, and uh, Shabbat. Let, let, let me move over a little bit because these motherfuckers are too close to me. Let me move over a little bit. But Shabbat too close. Shabbat hey. promised that the next time he will return to the ring, it will be in a full time matchup. So it was great. This was his first match since brain surgery after a career ending headbutt against uh, Kazuka Okada in 2017. And speaking of Okada, he defeated Kota Ibushi to win the G1 Climax 31 after a Miss Phoenix splash by Ibushi that dislocated his shoulder. That was a scary spot. It ended the match prematurely immediately uh in 25 minutes in after the match okada said that he wanted to get a shot at the iwgp heavyweight championship that abushi last had and doesn't consider shingo takagi's a world heavyweight championship the real top prize and we lost top guy jj look at that now you gotta join us in romeo <laughs> that's uh, the referee <laughs> This is the referee. This is the referee right here. Uh, calling, calling for the bell. <laughs> red shoes had his red mask on. <laughs> I can't with these stick figures. These stick figures come out of nowhere. I love it. I love it. Well, look, I'm red shoes. look, I'm red shoes. There you go. There you go. The red shoes. Red shoes. Red shoes. Romeo. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Romeo, what do you what do you think about uh, Shibata's return to the ring, and uh, are you looking forward to more Shibata in the ring after his brain surgery and then coming back after four years? I am nervous. I'm scared. I'm very nervous for him. I'm glad to hear he's back. I hope everything goes smoothly. Uh, Shibata in his heyday, one of the most physical New Japan wrestlers out there. And um, I'm just, you know, you hope and pray for the best, really. I'm, I'm really nervous, though. I would, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was. Well, you're going to be nervous every single time. I think a bunch of people are still nervous about Brian Danielson in the ring, Edge, or Christian, for that matter. So I, I totally understand where you're coming from. But it was just nice to see him, him in, you know, in the, in the ring, going in there with Zack Sabre Jr. I like the way he did it, an exhibition. Yeah. That was yeah. a nice way to bring him back. Yeah, and uh, to answer Josh Bowen here, he says, are you do- you guys doing that because New Japan is sensitive about their content? Yes, we've received two copyright strikes from New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's why we only do our, our 
isolated New Japan reviews on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat. $3 backers can check out me and Jay News with our G1 Climax 31 first half review. We're going to be reviewing the second half and the finals on our Patreon this coming week, so you could check that out. Uh, we should also talk about your favorite show on uh, in wrestling, uh, Romeo WWE Raw, which did a 1.593 million viewers. Uh, Bianca Belair did defeated Charlotte Flair by disqualification in a Raw Women's Championship matchup. And it was talking a... about how great their outfits look. That's what Oh my god. Look at look at those bodysuits. I was like I was like damn these they looked like superstars and Bianca doing a headstand in heels. Come on. Come on, come on, y'all. Uh, Xavier Woods beat Jinder Mahal to advance in the King of the Ring tournament. Drop beat Shayna Baszler to advance in the Queen's Crown tournament. RK Bro defeated the Street Profits by DQ after AJ Styles and almost interfered. But we should talk about the other news portion from Alex McCarthy, who reported that Charlotte Flair also campaigned to lose clean to Bianca Belair on Monday Night Raw to lose the Raw Women's Championship because obviously she didn't want shit to do with this title swap shit. That went down on SmackDown. She's understood to be a uh, huge fan of Bel Air and believe the finish killed what could have been a big win for her. No, she didn't want the title swap to happen, period. Because if Bianca wins, Bianca's on Monday Night Raw. So oh, yeah, that's she would have she would it wouldn't have been no title swap at all. What do you think about that report? And what did you think about Raw overall this week, Romeo? Raw sucked. Uh <laughs> I think we gave it a thumbs in the middle, uh, at least. But um, that was a great match between Charlotte and Bianca. They're, they're capable of having much more matches like that. And yeah. it just had a fuck finish that came out of nowhere with the steel chair. Why? It was like the last minute of the broadcast. Out of nowhere, uh, Charlotte uses the chair. And then Bianca uses it right back. It made no sense. It sucked. <laughs> this is what I thought of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it so much. Be live Monday after Raw to uh, talk about whatever they do with this roster, this new roster. And we we also got a, a great par- a comment here from uh, Jeff Lopez. Shabata strong styled top guy JJ out of the stream. Yes, apparently, apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, Nick Jackson saying, "Damn, I kind of agree with Okada, and it kind it kind of makes sense why he would rather be going after the previous title." I'm just happy Okada won. That was my uh, that wasn't my pick on here on True Hill Heat, but that was my pick after seeing the first half of the tournament. I was like, you know, Naito was down. Naito was my original pick, but after Naito went down with injury, it only made sense for Okada to work his way back and win the G1 Climax 31. I just wish he would have done it in an actual full match because they were well on their way to having a classic before the the mixed Phoenix bash there. Um, How did you like what Okada said about uh, which championship he's going for? I like it because it sets up what's probably going to be the storyline for the three night Wrestle Kingdom. Because I can see if, especially if Ibushi is coming back, if he comes back from this injury, it's not that serious. They can do the rematch on night two of the G of the Wrestle Kingdom. On night one, they can decide who is the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion between uh, Osprey and Shingo. And then on night three, they could do the winners of those two matches against each other, which I'm probably going to assume it's going to be Okada. And Osprey. Let's hope Abushi can return in time. That injury has that recovery time is about, you know, cutting it close to when Russell Kingdom is going to be. But Abushi looks like a genetic freak. I'm sure he can, uh, if anyone can do it, he can. Yes, and Shibata has allowed Top Guy JJ to return <laughs> to us. He 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 kicked him out of the stream real quick, but Top Guy JJ's back. 
Nope. It it seems like Top Cat. We can't hear Top Cat. Oh no, he muted. He muted himself. Oh, we can't unmute your your guests because he they chose to so mute the themselves. The shit that just happened go. in like a five minute span. Like, yo, what the fuck? Yo, first of all, I feel like he cursed me. <laughs> He's cursed me for life because when I came back like, on so, so when he when you introduced his return. My fucking Bluetooth connection, my, my speaker got connected that kicked me off stream. My audio went kaput. My screen is flickering black and f- is flickering back and forth right now. My shit is cursed. He cursed me. Shibata don't like you. He don't like you don't like Shibata. all that smoke. Shibata to come back to wrestling. It had to be a soul for a soul. <laughs> so you first. Could be this stupid, this stupid fucking thing next to me and put him under me. Don't make it worse. Don't make it worse. Jeff Lopez with a great point. It seems like New Japan has copyrighted a lot of podcasts in the states for the smallest things. SMH, but we've created a running gag with the with the uh, stick figures of New Japan stars. So thank you, New Japan. We appreciate the laughs. Um, we should also bring up your other favorite show on 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 TV, uh, Romeo NXT 2.0. Uh, Six hundred and six thousand viewers this week. Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker were able to coexist as uh. Uh, they defeated the Grizzle Young Vets in the main event. Io Shirai beat Persia Parada and JC Jane in a triple threat to choose a scare way to hell ladder match for next week's NXT Women's Tag Team title three-way. Although JC Jane went down with a horrible fall, horrible landing. Hopefully she's going to be okay. I don't know why they chose it to be a ladder match for next week. But are you looking forward to Halloween Havoc, Romeo? I am looking forward to watching Halloween Havoc with all of you. That is what I am looking forward to. You guys in the chat, me, Ness, Chris. Uh, no matter what happens on the show, we're going to have a fun time watching it. I'll tell you that much. There you go. You see, I set you up. You, 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 we were like LeBron and, and D-Wade there. I just Definitely not Jason Howard. Shut up. Um, <laughs> AEW Saturday Night Dynamite. We also miss uh, Brian Danielson defeated Bobby Fish in a brilliant technical wrestling clinic. Super Click defeated the Dark Order in a fun trios match. Malachi Black beat what a pitcher. What a pitcher. Malachi Black beat Dante Martin in a very good opener. FTR beat the Lucha Bros to win the AAA World Tag Team titles. Uh, you also had the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament was announced with the aforementioned Powerhouse Hobbs and Orange Cassidy on Rampage. Dark Orders 10 versus John Moxley, which is coming up on Wednesday's return to AEW Dynamite this coming week. Eddie Kingston at versus Lance Archer and Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes with the latter two happening on tonight's Saturday Night Dynamite. So, Top Guy JJ, if you can hear me, what did you think about last week's Saturday Night Dynamite? Oh, another one of the... Uh, I, I didn't really in a bad mood. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're asking. Oh, you're asking me about last Saturday. No, I was on my sabbatical. Oh, okay. Sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was out. I was out on wrestling that week. Uh, our other producer in the background saying uh, JJ lost his smile for that. Oh yeah, yeah I was out. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, I think you talking about this one. Nope, nope, not last week. I was getting, I was getting my mojo back. What did you What did you think, though, uh, Romeo, about the epic Hangman Page promo, chronicling and recapping his journey from coming into AEW and trying to become the AEW World Champion at full gear? Easily the best 
promo of Hangman Page's career. A strong babyface promo. And it's time. At Full Gear, it is time. I know you, SB3, you want to be there in attendance for this moment, this pop, which is going to be crazy in Minneapolis. I want to be there. I'm making arrangements, and I shall be there, and I will see it. Hangman Page gets the victory, finally. And then, finally, our what we missed, uh, Impact on Access TV, Christian Cage and Josh Alexander got into a pull-apart brawl after their mutual respect wore thin following an intense back-and-forth. Trey Miguel defeated Alex uh, Zane. Uh, Finn Juice versus the Bullet Club went to a no contest after a double pin, which caused Scott Demore to make the Bound for Glory Tag Team Titles match a three-way. And speaking of the Impact Tag Team Titles, I got to speak with Impact Tag Team Champions Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers, this week. Uh, I want to thank Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport. You can see the uh, one of the quotes on TalkSports.com uh, uh, right now. He wrote a nice article about one of the questions, which we're going to see a clip from the interview. It's going to drop later today right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time. But right here for everyone joining us here on True Hill Heat, you get a sneak peek of when I ask the Good Brothers what they think about all the heat between the Bullet Club and the Super Elite. A lot of a lot of been talk about you know the Bullet Club and you know what I've seen on like social media and what a lot of fans have seen is that the current Bullet Club members seem to embrace a lot of former members that are up in New York right now. But it seems like they have a lot of animosity towards the Good Brothers and the other members of the Super Elite. So what do you think is the issue going on there, or what's the reason why they embrace those guys but don't embrace you and the other members of the Super Elite? Well, it's an easy answer. Those guys in in the in the in New York, they can't do anything. They're stuck there. We're out in the world. We open the forbidden door, and I think that they're a little bit pissed off because every time we see them, we remind them that they need to send us our thank you cards so that they can make a living and have a home to live in, and uh, they need to send us some royalty money too because if if it wasn't for us, there'd be no them, and uh, they just yeah. need to understand that. Usually people, and usually when people are kissing people in New York's ass, it's because let's be honest, they want to be in New York, right? So they're, we don't. they're, they're, they're yeah, <laughs> we, 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 right we, now in Las Vegas. We, <laughs> <laughs> I think we win. Yeah. Yes, they, they had a lot to say. You could check out the full interview at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time. I want to thank Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows for a fun chat. We preview Bound for Glory, so it will be out before tonight's pay-per-view. 10 p.m. Eastern Time is Bound for Glory. You can order it on Fight TV, or you can join the True Hill Heat crew as we're going to do a live watch-along for Bound for Glory before that for AEW Saturday Night Dynamite, and we're going to preview both cards after we are done with the rest of the news with our news rundown. First, WWE news. WWE was said to be quite happy with today with uh thursday's crown jewel event according to a new report pw insider reports that those that they spoke to within the company were really thrilled with the show and believed it was one of the better major shows they've done over the past year also pw insider reported uh pw has several notes on wwe's uh 
rosters ahead of uh, SmackDown this week, which was the first episode after the draft. Zaya Lee, who is on SmackDown, will be a babyface, unlike her uh, NXT character that was a heel. Mia Yim, who's going to be on Raw, will also be a babyface. Shotzi Blackheart is expected to be a heel now uh, that she is on SmackDown and away from her tag team partner, Tegan Knox. Knox, meanwhile, will be a babyface on Raw. Uh, there have been discussions about making uh, Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz a tag team going forward on Raw brand. And Hit Row will remain a faction on SmackDown with Top Dollar being pushed as the singles talent. While Isaiah Swerve Scott and Ashanti Diodonis will be pushed as a tag team. Top Guy JJ, what do you think about the change in the dynamic uh, that they have planned for Hit Row? So they're going to take the best guy. Throw him in the tag team. They're going to take the unproven guy and give him a singles push because he's big. It's basically, that's the writing is on the wall, basically. Nothing to come out of this that's really a surprise. I mean, it took WWE, like, what, three years to actually have some faith in, in Swerve Scott. I mean, we've seen the talent jump out the fucking window right into our faces, right into your living rooms. But they just never saw it. So, this is another prime example of their best guy, clearly, head and shoulders in the group. Hey, let's make him a tag team wrestler. Hey, let's make him a tag team. Yeah, throw him in the tag team. Throw him in the tag team division that doesn't exist. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect timing, right? What about you, uh, Romeo? You've been able to see Hit Row since the beginning on NXT, on NX3. What's your thoughts on this new dynamic for them? I don't think Top Dollar is ready for such a, a push. Uh, he still needs more seasoning. Uh, I think, you know, fitting him with the tag team would have been a perfect spot to just groom him along slowly. And uh, Swear Scott, um, he's going he's gonna to still run with the ball in the tag division. I think he'll be fine. He's still young enough that he can earn Vince, Vince McMahon's trust over time and then eventually get his singles push later on. Makes sense for sure. And speaking of top dollar, to follow up from last week's show where we talked about Sneakergate with the Young Bucks on his Jobbing Out podcast, which he co-hosts, Top Dollar discussed the Twitter beef with the Young Bucks. He said, "I and I quote, I used to watch them cats. I wasn't even talking about them. They just got in their feelings because they little their little their little uh, Twitter minions gassed them up, and they realized very quickly that I'm not the one to play with when they first did the NXT." bio i was like huh that's rude i'm not even in nxt anymore and i know they know that for you to do that it kind of felt like it you were saying i should still be in nxt or you just wanted to shit on nxt for no reason it's disrespectful and unnecessary even then i was like i don't feel like getting on these uh twitter people i'm gonna let these uh boys slide then i they updated their bio again and it said we'll make you trend by just mentioning you in our bio i took that personally i didn't start nothing i was like that's an interesting comment i read that as you're a nobody and we can make you popular in reality them boys could never make hit roll like i did to say that to me is wild and very disrespectful. I had to let them know that I'm not the one to play with, and these are not games we play. <laughs> I don't play around with my name and people. Everyone in the wrestling business learned a lesson that day, and I'm sad that it had to be them boys to teach everybody the lesson. But now everybody knows that Top Dollar is not the one to be fucking with. <laughs> Yo, you know what's hilarious about that? He starts it off by, I wasn't even talking about them. 
But here's this long, drawn out expl- explanation in case you ask me about them. I had prepared. <laughs> I wasn't talking about them, but I was. This is basically how I took that as. Top Guy JJ, what did you think about, as uh, Jeff Lopez says, repeating what I said, sneaker date between uh, Top Dollar and the Young Bucks? Man, if you don't shut your backpedaling ass up and take some accountability for all the shit you, you said and the shots you were clearly throwing at the only motherfuckers that promote their sneaker game in professional wrestling, they're the only ones that do it. No one else promotes their sneaker game. Everybody else prom- promotes their drip. They promote their clothing. Yes. They don't promote their sneakers. So you were talking about one group in specific. They clap back. You can't clap back to their level, so now you're big mad. Shut up, take the L, keep your ball, go to SmackDown, enjoy yourself. Hopefully you get that that that, that push that you probably don't need yet. But shut up. You lost this one, take your L, go home. Couldn't say it better myself. According to Andrew Zarian of the Mapman Podcast, WWE is planning another retro edition of Raw for January of next year. The exact date is unknown at this time. WWE has held similar editions of Raw in the past, most recently with Legends Night on January 4th, 2021. They usually feature names from the past, so uh, I don't know who they're going to have this year, but it should be interesting. And in our final WWE note, in an interview with, once again, our friend Alex McCarthy, who's been a very very busy boy this week. Uh, he interviewed Chris Jericho and discussed why Visick Man gave uh, Kevin Owens negative feedback following their WrestleMania 33 matchup. Jericho on how Visick Man gave him a thumbs up on the match when he went to the back. He said, and I quote, he told Kevin it was the worst match in WrestleMania history. Last. I'd never heard anything about that. When I came through, Vince uh, went uh, thumbs up. And so I think uh, he was on Kevin's case at the time. On why he thinks McMahon reacted that way to Owens. He said, and I quote, I think he was going through a phase where he thought maybe Kevin had some extra weight that he wanted to him to lose or wasn't happy with his work as a heel. Kevin is a very unique performer in that he's amazing and he's a bigger guy. Who cares? Mick Foley was a bigger guy. Vader was a bigger guy. Bam Bam Bigelow was a bigger guy. Didn't affect their work. They were still great performers and Kevin is one of those guys for whatever reason. Uh, Visick man goes through phases where you just get stuck in his crawl and he gets pissed off at anything you do and maybe that was one of his reasons but yeah the worst match in Wrestlemania history I was like have you not seen Giant Gonzalez versus (laughs) The Undertaker Uh, do you think that Vince was just uh, kind of digging at Kevin Owens around this time Romeo yeah I could see that I could see uh, Chris Jericho's got a point there Vince does that with a lot of guys um but Kevin Owens, that Kevin Owens Vince McMahon relationship is always going to be puzzling. Uh, definitely dropped the ball on KO. And we're going to see KO uh, at his best when he's Kevin Steen again and in AEW around January. We'll see. I think we are we are edging closer and closer to that, which brings us to AEW news. The Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter reports that Tony Khan's booking for uh, AEW Rampage last week when it going against SmackDown didn't change, as uh, Punk versus Seidel would have been first regardless. And it was noted that CM Punk himself asked Tony Khan not to change the show as a response to the WWE news. He also reportedly asked Khan to keep him first head to head because he. I 
I can take that bullet. Of course, uh, Sasha Banks put out a tweet before the matchup with Becky Lynch and said it was clobbering time, which CM Punk responded with a gif of himself making the sarcastic face. What did you think about uh, CM Punk getting a little bit more influence in AEW, Top Guy JJ? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that's like, there's certain things that you just got to do to keep the guy happy. Like, you you spent, you basically, they spent the entire wrestling tenure trying to get him there. They said they've been talking to the dude for over a year and a half, almost two years. So you're not going to do this and not accommodate to, obviously, I, the man has ideas, just listen to him. You know, he if he has a little bit of influence, he's not having a major influence. He's not, like, ma- making major title changing decisions. He's not booking matches. But if he has a placement and he feels like, you know, I could take this, let the young guys keep, you know, let the young guys shine and let them come on after the head-to-head is done. You know what? That's fine. Like, let him make those types of decisions. He's been in the game long enough to experience those things. So I, I like it. Absolutely. FIFO, uh reached out about the contract status for AEW stars, uh, two of their younger stars. After All Out, uh, Lee Moriarty was given the option to sign with AEW in front of the live crowd, but had yet to receive a Lee Moriarty is all elite graphic until last week after his match with Bobby Fish on the AEW Rampage buy-in. Uh, Fightful was told that there wasn't a specific reason given to Talon as to why the graphic didn't air six weeks after the uh, why the graphic aired six weeks after the Con Moriarty segment, but that deal was a full time already. MLW sources had noted that although Moriarty worked their uh, TV tapings after deciding that AEW was very easy to deal with. In the same vein, Daniel Garcia mentioned that he was signed on Evil Uno's uh, vlog, but didn't specify what tier it was or it was a full-time. Fightful confirmed with AEW sources Garcia is under a full-time deal, and this week he did get the graphic as announced by Tony Khan on Twitter. Uh, Andrade El Idio, speaking of contracts, has confirmed that he signed a three-year deal with AEW. He said in an interview with um, Milino, and now I have a three-year contract with the AEW. I've only been with them for half a year. I'm looking for the most important championships with them because I didn't get the op- opportunity in WWE and this new company I want those opportunities and then finally the last interview we should note is with Busted Open Radio Tony Khan announced that the tournament for the brand new TBS title will begin on AEW Saturday Night Dynamite tonight the tournament will have a total of 12 wrestlers and the first round will include four buys the four buys are for the number two through five ranked competitors Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander in the first round we're going to see Anna J versus J J Hater, uh, Jamie Hater, excuse me. The Bunny versus Red Velvet. We're also going to see um, Serena D versus Hikaru Shida, which is announced for the Wednesday return of Dynamite. And tonight on AEW Saturday Night Dynamite, Penelope Ford versus Ruby Soho. Make sure, guys, in the live chat, give your predictions on Saturday Night Dynamite as we're going to give our predictions on screen here after the last bit of news here. Impact Wrestling News. Uh, Some big news coming into Bound for Glory tonight. PW Insider reports that Adam Shera, formerly known as Braun Strowman in WWE, is expected to debut for Impact Wrestling this weekend. Shera was spotted flying to Las Vegas from Chicago this morning uh, on Thursday morning. Vegas is uh, the site of tomorrow of uh, tonight's Bound for Glory pay per view, as well as the subsequent uh, TV tapings. It is likely that he will deb- debut at Bound for Glory, as it has been teased by Scott Demore in, in the past. So. Top Guy JJ, are you looking forward to Braun for glory? 
No. <laughs> you don't not excited. Not excited. I'm just not a fan of Braun. Not a fan of Adam Shear, the wrestler. Like I mean, he's a cool dude. I, I actually follow him on social media. He's actually a lot more fun on social media than he is in the wrestling ring. So. No, I mean, I, 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 maybe I could, maybe I'm the rotten egg here, but I'm really not. No, it does nothing for me. Like any company he went to, did nothing for me. Do you think that he has potential to be a huge star for Impact Wrestling if he debuts tonight, Romeo? Um, I don't want to give away my picks for later, but uh, I'll say short term, yes. Long term, I, like I don't know. I like it. Uh, potential spoiler uh, as well for uh, tonight's Impact Bound for Glory pay-per-view. FIFA Select reports that Melina Perez is in Las Vegas this weekend for the show. Melina appeared on Impact briefly over the, the late summer to build her match with Deanna Peraza at NWA Empower. There's no plan on uh, what her plans will be exactly. The site adds that Impact had so much talent for this weekend that some of their regulars and planned surprises weren't ultimately brought in for the show. New Japan Pro Wrestling news uh, during the NW the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Philadelphia tapings. It was revealed that Buddy Matthews, formerly known as Buddy Murphy, will be making his debut for the company at Battle in in the Valley on November thirteenth. The event happens at San Jose Civic in Sa San Jose, California, and it will air live in on Fight TV. So we will do a preview for that show in two weeks' time, right here on True Hill Heat. Other wrestling news it was tonight. Also very blunt and teasing a an appearance tonight for Bound for Glory. I, I was going to get to that as well. Yes, he did tease. He will, but he has been teasing. He's going to be a couple of different places. He did tease he was going to be in New Japan, and that came through. So we may see him tonight. We'll, we'll, we'll ask in our predictions what we think the biggest surprise will be for Bound for Glory. And of course, you guys in the live chat, let us know what you think. What's going to be a big surprise for tonight's Bound for Glory? Super chat donations are always appreciated. And if you haven't already, drop a thumbs up on this video, share it with your friends, and hit the subscribe button if you are new and our final news notes uh gcw game changer wrestling has a huge event tonight war ready it's tonight in los angeles california with the main event of minora suzuki going one-on-one -on -one with nick gage it, uh, as well as mance warner and matthew justice of second gear crew will defend the gcw world tag team titles against the briscoes of roh and uh speaking of new talent uh, like the briscoes in gcw Enzo Amori, uh, now Enzo, spoke to Z uh, TMZ and revealed that he will be at MLW War Chamber in November on November 6th. The event is in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena. He said, and I quote, is MLW going to be a one-off? Absolutely, absolutely not. Line them up and I'll knock them down. Uh, let us know in the live chat what you think about Enzo debuting in MLW and MLW also announced there will be a ladder match for the national openweight title at MLW war chamber. The match includes Alex Shelley, Myron Reed, Alex Kane, uh, Zen Shi, and a mystery opponent. And like I said, that event is going to be on November 6th at the 2300 arena in Philadelphia. Top guy, JJ, I saw your look when I announced Enzo. What do you think about Enzo and MLW? I'm actually now excited for Adam Shear. For the impact zone, <laughs> because who, who cares about Enzo showing up in a wrestling ring? Like, like who the fuck cares? I'm ready for Enzo. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're ready to cover it on your on your sports keto page. That's about it. Other than that, other than that, this shit has no bearings on anything relevant. He ain't shit when he left. He ain't shit when he was gone. He ain't shit now. So whatever. In a wrestling standpoint, I'm not talking about real life. I'm talking about wrestling. Okay, a few marks out there. Ooh, shit. Talking about wrestling, not as a person. And the final news note, Triple A, Triple A, Triple A has announced that uh, Kenny Omega will defend the Triple A Mega Champion uh, against Helijo Del Vikingo at Triple Mania Region uh, on December 4th. Kane Velasquez, as you see, the biggest head on that poster, will also compete on the card and he'll team with Psycho Clown and Pengon uh, to take on Ray Escopion, uh, Black Taurus, and a mystery partner. It was noted in the announcement that Triple A is currently planning the Lucha Bros versus Dragon Lee and Dralistico match for the card, while an FTR appearance could also be in the works after they captured the Triple A tag team titles on AEW Saturday Night Dynamite. And speaking of Saturday Night Dynamite tonight, like I said before, we have a huge watch along for AEW Saturday Night Dynamite and Impact Bound for Glory, hosted by our very own here with us producer extraordinaire the ace in the face of the true hill heat youtube channel romeo anthony cologne so let's talk about aew saturday night dynamite and i'll start with you uh first up it's an easy one to predict here for you romeo i'm giving you a layup jungle boy versus brandon cutler pick the upset man no chance literally no chance match Jungle, Jungle Boy, I think it's unanimous. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, the, man. The, the TBS Women's Championship Tournament is going to be kicking off as it's going to be Penelope Ford going one-on-one -on -one with Ruby Soho. These two women have been feuding over the last couple of weeks after Ruby Soho, the demo queen, defeated the bunny on last week's AEW Rampage against Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. They beat them in the 18-49 key demo. Yeah, I'm just digging it in, digging it in. Uh, Ruby Soho is finally going to go one-on-one -on -one with Penelope Ford after she knocked her out with the brass knuckles. Who you got in this one, top guy, JJ? Who moves on? Uh, definitely on Ruby Soho here. Ruby Soho definitely needs to advance pretty far in this tournament, and I definitely see Penelope going to have a decent effort, but Ruby's taking this. Who you got, Romeo? Ruby Soho, I think she's going all the way to the finals. I'm just having a tough time predicting if it'll be against Jade Cargill or Thunder Rosa. Yeah, just, just pick the whole bracket right now. Just pick the whole fucking bracket. Josh Bowen, <laughs> I, I love you. You are great. You are one of the, the, the good A's in our live chat, but I will not take this disrespect toward Brandon Cutler. He does his job as a stooge very well. He's the greatest oh, he's stooge. One he's one of the best. He's the greatest stooge in wrestling since Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson. So I will not take this Brandon Cutler stand, uh, slander. The only thing that I don't take more than that is hook slander. And you heard how popular hook was last night on Rampage. I'm just going to mention that. But I agree with you guys. I think Ruby Soho moves on. I believe, based on the bracket, she would versus Nyla Rose in the second round, right? Or she according to the bracket, yeah. No, no, no. no it's the, the bracket. The, yeah, the bracket. It's the buy. Well, yeah, she's very. No, no, no. She would versus no, no, Chris Statlander. Chris oh, Okay, that would be a great match. That's a great match. That'd be good. And and uh, Chris Statlander, one hundred percent. I would love to see that. Yeah, that'd be good. 
World Title Eliminator Tournament matches, uh, you're going to see a rematch uh, of Lance Archer going one-on-one -on -one with Eddie Kingston. These two men have traded off uh, one win apiece against each other, as well as they versed in the Lights Out Tag Team match back at AEW Rampage Grand Slam with John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki. But who moves on in the World Title Eliminator Tournament, Lance Archer or Eddie Kingston? I will start things off, and I will go with Lance Archer to advance here. Who do you got, Romeo? I'd like to see uh, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson, but I got Archer as well. Top guy, JJ? You're looking at a clean, clean sweep here. Yeah, good story for Kingston, but he's getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah, I, I love Eddie, but he's, this is kind of the theme of his character. He, they never have him win these big matches, and I would love Kingston versus uh, Brian Danielson as well, but I just don't see it. Uh, but the World Title Eliminator Tournament will continue with Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson going one-on-one -on -one with Dustin Rhodes. Who do you think wins this one? I think this is a, a unanimous one as well. Romeo? We need to pick this one. This is This is easy. Just looking forward to Marcus Cash's uh, rant on this uh, AEW Ramble. Check us out tomorrow, AEW Ramble, right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Me, Marcus Cash, and Jimmy Macaram. And yes, I'm going with Brian Danielson, of course, to advance here. And then in the main event, from what I've been told, it will be Malachi Black going one-on-one -on -one with Cody Rhodes. Number three, of course, Malachi Black defeated Cody Rhodes at AEW Dynamite Homecoming. He then defeated him at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Slam, and this should be the final confrontation between the two men. Uh, Cody has been trying to rediscover his aggressive side, thanks to Glock Anderson and the Nightmare family. <laughs> so who wins here, Rhodes versus Black? Top guy, JJ? I'm going to go Cody Rose. I think Cody Rose kind of needs this win because I think he, he's been owned, owned for the last couple of months. And right now it ain't looking good for him unless he's taking another break and shooting another movie. He needs, if he's going to stay relevant in this picture, he needs to win this match. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the guys that need the win kind of uh, you have to go with them. So, unfortunately, yeah, I'm going to go with Cody Rose to uh, get the victory finally over Malachi Black. Romeo, who you got? Give me Malachi Black for the third win, and Cody continues his descent into darkness. I would love for this to be true, but I, I don't know. It just it just I, I'm going with the safe pick, but yeah, I would love for Romeo to be right on this one. Mm, yes. So let's move on to Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory, the biggest show of Impact Wrestling year. Uh, this is going to be from Samstown Live Casino in Las Vegas, California, in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern Time because they don't want to conflict with AEW Dynamite as well as the 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, so it makes sense over there. Bound for Glory, uh, we should start with the pre-show where they're going to be deciding the Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship as it's going to be John Schuyler versus Crazy Steve versus Jordan Grace versus Falaba versus Chelsea Green versus Madison Rain. It was supposed to be Tennille Dashwood, but Tennille Dashwood couldn't make it to the show and she's been replaced by her influence tag team partner Madison Rain, who's going to become the first ever digital media champion, this intergender title that they just invented, Top Guy JJ. What the fuck is that match? Goodness <laughs> it's, uh, 
they, they want this to be like an intergender title, sort of. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, for, for, for fuck's sakes, you know, let's keep her in one place. I'm going to go Chelsea Green here. I'm actually going to have to agree with Top Guy JJ here. I'm going with Chelsea Green because in GCW, they can have the first couple of digital media, the first couple of the internet, the internet champion, Matt Cardona, and the digital media champion, Chelsea Green. That's just heel work 101. you got to do that. Who you got, Romeo? Yeah, it makes the most sense. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green? All right, so we both going with uh, we're all unanimous for Chelsea Green Hall of Fame induction. That's when you know you're losing. That's when you know we just fucked her up. We just jinxed her. She definitely losing now. Well, three of us losing for sure. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty sure, pretty sure. That's, 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 yeah, we, we kind of ruined it. it it's either going to be Chelsea Green or Jordan Grace, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Impact Hall of Fame induction. You're going to see Awesome Kong being inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame by Gail Kim. That should be a great moment. What's your What's your guys' uh, greatest memory of Awesome Kong's career, Romeo? I don't really have one. I, I haven't really like followed her that closely. Like I didn't. I don't have one. Wow, you need, you need. I would say go out of your way to watch the the great matches with her and Gail Kim. Gail Kim. That, yeah. That's the bridge from Trish and Lita to the uh, women's revolution yeah. in WWE. It's really Gail Kim and Awesome mm -hmm. Kong. We had Dutch Mantel on True Hill Heat uh, 145 who, you know, gushed over her, you know, bringing her into the promotion and them getting high ratings, bigger ratings than Kurt Angle and Sting. So I say go out of your way to watch that. Top Guy JJ, what about you? Oh man! Uh, I, I, first, yeah, lo love literally Awesome Kong and Gail Kim were literally the best feud outside of Trish and Lita that actually mattered in women's wrestling. So, I mean, much much deserved. I mean, she she was one of the literally her presence her presence alone speaks this. So she she's she was great for the time that she was there because it wasn't really a long time. But she was great for the time that she was there, and the shit with Gil Kim is memorable, man. You can never, you can never replicate that with another rivalry. It's like literally when people talk about Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus, they only talk about one other person with her, no one else, no one else that she's ever mingled with. There's only one other person that's Lita. Same thing with Gil Kim. Gil Kim's mega star partner, mm -hmm. awesome comp. Respect it, love it. Uh, you got for. Uh, tag team match, a tag team action. It's going to be Violent by Design going up against Heath Slater and a mystery partner. Uh, a lot of people are speculating that the mystery partner will be Rhino. It was Rhino and Heath Slater uh, that came together in Impact Wrestling last year at Bound for Glory to try to help Keith get a contract with the company. But then Rhino got his brainwashed by Violent by Design when Heath Slater went, uh, went out with injury. Now Heath is back and he's trying to convince Rhino to come back to the to the to the light instead of going to the dark side rhino was excommunicated from violent by design but he's been a broken man and hasn't chose 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 a side between the two between violent by design or heath but who do you think is the mystery partner and who do you think wins here uh heath and the mystery partner versus violent by design top guy jj yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's literally it's all spelling for Rhino to be the mystery partner, but I think Rhino is going to be probably torn, and he's probably going to turn on his friend and cost them the win, and Violet by Design is going to win this match because Rhino just don't know what the fuck to do with his life. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, who you got? I got Heath and Rhino. 
Uh, but I do like what Top Guy JJ said. <laughs> they could sort of tease that Rhino's very conflicted in this match. Yeah, I could totally see that as well. I'm going to go with Heath and Rhino to get the victory here because that was kind of the plans going into Bound for Glory last year, but Heath's uh, freak accident injury at Bound for Glory was the reason why he was out so long. Uh, Bound for Glory, like I said, the Collier Shot Gauntlet returns. It's going to be 20 competitors in the ring. A lot of them have not even been announced. Uh, Rich Swan, <laughs> Brian Myers, Moose, W. Morrissey, who's going to be the number 20 entry, and Chris Sabin, who's going to be the number one entrant but a lot of this else is a, a big mystery so who do you think is going to be the big surprise or a big surprise in this call your shot gauntlet and who do you think wins this one romeo i think this is his spot to debut adam shear ron Strowman, whatever you want to call. i hear i hear he's going going by the name the titan i hear it's going to be adam the titan shira what do you think about that name foul guy <sighs> Why do you think I'm not excited about it? <laughs> Why do you think I'm not excited about it? Clearly. Clearly. Come on. Like, the fuck? <laughs> Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Come on, dog. I, I know you. this is coming. I know it's coming. Oh, my God. It's the Titan. Like, oh, God. The Titan. The Who's Titan. The is... to tonight? Exactly. Come on. Titans, tighten up. If it looks good, I might give it a shot, but I just ain't got much hope. But you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, that's definitely this is definitely his shot. He's definitely gonna come in to call your shot. He's definitely gotta come in this. This is definitely gotta be a surprise. The one that makes the most sense. He's gonna get the biggest reaction for sure. And probably the guy to get WM Morrissey out of the ring, because pretty much he's probably gonna dominate until you know. I I'm only gonna Wait, say question, question. Yeah, twenty competitors is Morrissey the last last entrant, or is there twenty one yeah, competitors? He won. He won a battle royal to be the last entrant. Okay, okay. So then scrap all that because there's no dominance from Morrissey. Literally, he's gonna walk into Sheer being in the ring. Okay, <laughs> we'll have fun with that little <laughs> stare down. Oh, yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. They'll do a stare down if that's the spot for him. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards if there's a surprise here, it's gonna be Buddy Matthews. And but my winner, I'm gonna go with someone that they've already teased might be going after the Impact World Championship, the title that eluded him, an Impact Wrestling legend, Christopher Daniels. I feel like Christopher Daniels this is a good spot for him to get another guy on the AEW roster on this card as well. I think that this would be a good spot for him to win the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships. One of the matches I'm looking forward to the most as it's going to be Rosemary and Havoc of the Decay defending the tag team titles against the debuting inspiration Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay, the former Iconics, debut in Impact Wrestling for the first time here. Who do you think walks out with the Knockouts Tag Team titles? Top guy, JJ? Wow, this is great for the great for great for the inspiration, great great for Carrie and Jessica. Like this is really awesome for them. Um, I you know what? Let's hot shot it. Let's hot shot it, and let's let let's 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 put it on them from the moment they arrive. This is one of their biggest signings ever. So let, let let's treat it like such, especially from a women's standpoint. Let, let let's do it right. Let's get let's get let's get it on them. Let's get the, let's get the belts on them. I got to agree with Top Guy JJ here. I'm going for the inspiration to beat the decay and become the new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. That's how you make a statement and put them back as a tag team immediately and a force to be reckoned with in a much better women's tag team division than they ever were in, in fucking WWE. Romeo? <laughs> we're not going to even go there. 
<laughs> Agree. This is a good landing spot for the inspiration with that tag division. Uh, WWE really dropped the ball uh, with these two, especially since WWE just wants to sports entertain you. Uh, these were uh, two of the best at entertaining in the women's divisions. Facts upon facts there. We're unanimous there. Impact X Division Championship is on the line in a three-way, the culmination of the tournament after Josh Alexander invoked option C and relinquished the X Division Championship. There's been a tournament to determine who will uh, compete for the title at Bound for Glory, and it will be Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin versus New Japan Pro Wrestling's own and the Bullet Club's own El Fantasma. This one should be high impact, high, a lot of action involved, action packed for sure. Who you got walking out as the X Division champion? I will start it off and I will say it is Trey Miguel's time. Put the strap on Trey Miguel. This is the only member of the Rascals that decided to stay with your company. You have to reward loyalty. He is not MSK. He's not getting booed out the building every single week at CWC. He might have known that was going to happen, and that's why he didn't choose to go there. So he stayed in Impact. Let him get cheered. Let him win the title at the biggest show of the year. Romeo? I love the sound of that, but I think Steve Macklin wins. <laughs> they are building up Steve Macklin. I will say that. <laughs> Top guy, JJ? Oh, man, the fact, you know what? I was going to go trade Miguel. I was going to go trade Miguel, but, you know, since a lot of our opinions are very similar in this panel, I'm just going to go off Fantasma just to make it a triple threat decision. <laughs> Nobody's changed. I love it. I love it. I love it right there. <laughs> uh, Impact Tag Team Championships is on the line. Another reminder, we have an interview dropping today, 4.05 p.m. Eastern Time, with myself and the defending champions, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, the good brothers. They're going to be versing uh, Chris Bay and Hikaleo of the Bullet Club, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling's own Finn Juice. Uh, a lot of things have happened since Slammiversary. Slammiversary, we saw Jay White come into Impact Wrestling, and really, there wasn't any results involving him. The real result of it has been Chris Bay joining the Bullet Club, being the Finesse Club, and Hikaleo coming in to have his back. They've been feeding with Finn Juice. We had a double pin in the number one contenders match on Impact on Access TV this week, which made this a triple threat match right here at Bound for Glory. Since I interviewed them th this week, I'm going to show complete and utter bias and i am going with the good brothers to defend the tag team titles here who do you got top guy jj just because it ain't just because it's bias doesn't mean it's not a great pick i'm going with the good brothers as well i do not see them losing the straps to either one of these teams and those belts remain in the impact zone unanimous you i am uh unanimous good brothers they, they're gonna they're gonna have their reign continue here Slime and Timmy Joe saying Finn and Juice uh, laid back, got my money like that. That was a good that was a good one, Sammy Joe. Uh, Impact Knockouts Championship is on the line. And honestly, one of the best impact wrestling feuds of the year 
not just this show. This is by far the best feud and build up to the show, but one of the best storylines of the year for Impact Wrestling, especially the Knockouts division. Diana Peraza, Diana Two Belts, the the. Lorena Del Rey's AAA champion, as well as Impact Knockouts champion, will defend the title against a living legend and woman in re- in professional wrestling, Mickey James. Mickey James returned to Impact Wrestling back at Slammiversary. She confronted Deanna Parazza after she defeated Thunder Rosa. Ever since then, uh, she laid her out with the Mick kick at that show. But then she decided to be a promoter, invite Deanna to Empower. At Empower, Deanna defeated Melina. But then the next night at the 70th anniversary she attacked mickey james the two women have gone back and forth to the point that diana came to her own barn mickey james's barn and attacked her there in one of the great cinematic scenes of the year they had a fight at the barn where mickey was drowned in in a bucket of water by diana parazza and now they've had a no contact clause since then to build up to this huge matchup at bound for glory who walks out with the knockouts championship mickey or diana romeo Virtuosa and the rain continues for her. And let's please, please, guys, let's keep working on this. Let's open the door. Britt Baker versus Diana. Let's make it happen. Just one time. One time. I'm for that. Uh top guy JJ. Yeah, this match I think is gonna be really good. Let's let's call it that first. I think this match is gonna be really good. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna solidify the virtuosa on this one here. You're going to solidify her title reign as one of the best women's champions of all time. They're heading in that direction by constantly promoting that. So let's let's put a stamp on that and beat one of the best women in Impact history and Mickey James. I am going with Mickey James to get the victory here. I think that uh, Mickey has been built up very well. She should get the victory here because it makes the feud go longer because the feud's not going to end until Deanna beats Mickey. So I think that you can uh, delay it for at least one more month. They have a live Impact Plus special next month. So help do the rematch there. Two out of three falls or Iron Woman. Do it like that. I think Mickey gets the win here and wins i believe this would be her eighth or ninth women's championship between knockouts and wwe which is exceptional uh and then the main event of the evening as i said before josh alexander invoked option c to relinquish the x division championship and to cash it in for a shot at the impact world championship which he gets here in the main event of bound for glory in las vegas josh alexander goes one-on-one with the impact world champion christian cage of course christian cage defeated kenny omega back on the debut edition of aew rampage uh josh alexander has been on a hell of a run as the X Division champion. Check out a bunch of matches. If you don't watch Impact Wrestling regularly, check out him versus uh, TJP in an Iron Man match, him versus at Ace Austin, him versus Jake Something, him versus uh, Black Taurus. For last month at Victory Road, he defeated Chris Chris Saban in a great matchup, and that was where the, the bug was put in his ear to invoke Option C and go after the Impact World Championship. So who wins here in this Battle of Canadians? Alexander versus Cage. Who you got, top guy? Uh, Right here, we we got a one. Acknowledge, this might be the wackest Impact Championship run of all time. Of course, engage. This shit has been utter garbage. Have been non-existent. 
So it is time to pull the trigger on Josh Alexander and really keep that title in the true impact zone, send Christian's ass back to AEW where he belongs because this run has been utter garbage, has been non-existent. I cannot wait for this title to come off of him, Josh Alexander, all the fucking way. Who you got, Romeo? It's the walking weapons time, and Christian can walk. Thank you for your service, Christian. He gets to beat a living legend, a guy that he definitely grew up watching, being just down the road from where Christian grew up. But yes, I agree. It's Josh Alexander's time. This is the guy that should have beat Kenny Omega for the Impact World Championship. Kenny Omega. You know how better this match would have been if it was Kenny Omega? Absolutely. But I think this is I think this is still gonna be a classic. I think this is gonna be one of the greatest bound for glory matches of all time. And by the way, check out on Sports Keto Wrestling. I did the best bound for glory matches of all time on uh Sports Keto Wrestling, so check that out today. But that brings us to a close on our impact bound for glory preview. Of course, like I said earlier. Friday night is is Friday night Warriors night, but tonight is Saturday night Warriors starting up at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Romeo will be hosting the AEW Saturday night Dynamite watch along, which segues nicely into 10 p.m. Eastern time with our Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory 2021 pre uh, watch along as well. So you can see all the big matches that we just previewed and gave our predictions for, and you can see who comes out best in our predictions battle. But that brings us to a close for True Hill Heat 148, Bound by Numbers and Problems. We want to thank our special guest, Stephanie Hypes. Remember to go out of your way to, to follow her on the Twitter machine, at Stephanie Hypes, with the Z at the end. She was great. She was awesome. Uh, just go back and watch, if you're just joining us now, with all her thoughts on the Charlotte and Becky controversy, as well as Crown Jewel, as well as the ratings war between WWE and AEW at the top of the show. I also want to thank the good brother, Romeo Anthony Cologne. Please let the people know where they can find you here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel and on social media, sir. True Hill Romeo, Twitter and Instagram. Tonight, join us for that watch along. Remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, we also got True Rewind 61 dropping on Monday. Check that out. And of course, NX3 on Tuesday, Halloween Havoc watch along. Join us. Thank you, Romeo and Top Guy JJ. As always, you are always great on these our uh, weekly flagship podcasts here. Please let the people know where they can find you on social media, sir. Appreciate it. On Instagram, you can find me at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ, and as SP said, on the flagship podcast True Hill Heat. And you know, might hop in on some watch along, some round table, some good stuff there. Depend. I, I don't think I'm gonna do the whole like five six hours that you guys are doing. You guys are fucking crazy, <laughs> but. It'd be nice to join in on a little bit of that Bound for Glory action tonight. So hopefully we see Top Guy JJ later on tonight. But you can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHeelSP3. Bunch of content that I've done this week, like True Rewind Episode 60, The Great American Bash 1996 Review with Romeo and our special guest Steven Jensen. Yesterday I was with Miss Chrissy Love right here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel for The Dark Side of the Ring, Extreme and Obscene, Rob Black's XPW Review. Also on other channels, 
channels like Wrestling Daily, the Monday and Wednesday editions, Monday with Sat E, Niang Yi with Mocha Mondays, as well as with Alex McCarthy on Wednesday for the one-year birthday. Happy birthday to Wrestling Daily. It's been one year since we started that podcast, so very proud to be a part of that. I was also on Friday on Wrestle Talk podcast with Luke Owen, the returning dad. It was a dad podcast as we reviewed Crown Jewel 2021, so check that out as well. And on Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel, Wednesday I was with Kenny Bolin for the Crown Jewel 2021 preview. Friday I was with Jeremy Lambert of Fightful for the uh, Bound for Glory 2021 preview, so check all of that stuff out, as well as Smack Talk with Rick Uccino and Dutch Mantel. And of course, you can follow the gang on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Heel Heat. And join us back here tomorrow as well at 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time for AE Ramble as myself, Jimmy Macaram, and Marcus Cash will review AEW Rampage and AEW Dynamite from this week. So, for our special guest, Stephanie Hypes, for our producer extraordinaire, uh, Romeo Anthony Cologne. Of course, yes. Also, become a $3 backer. Patreon.com forward slash True Hill Heat, where you can see the True Hill Heat 148 post show up on there, as well as much more extra exclusive content. It's a great time to become a supporter of the True Hill Heat gang. So, for Romeo, for Stephanie Hypes, for Top Guy JJ, it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 148, bound by number and problems we are signing off until next time